We are brought to you by Boss Bears Supplements. That's Boss Bears Supplements at bossbears.co. Hard work, consistency, and determination are difficult to sustain when your mind and body can't keep up. Fuel your body with what it needs to perform like a boss. Whether you're closing deals, pitching a new business idea, or training in the gym, Boss Bears take your hustle to the next level. Our ingredients are the highest quality with potency and serving sizes that are the gold standard in the industry. Check out all of Boss Bears' products at bossbears.co. They have apple cider vinegar gummies. They have ashwagandha. They have all kinds of supplements in delicious gummy form. They also have them in pill form if you don't want the gummies. I prefer the gummies. They are delicious, and I've tried the apple cider vinegar. They are very good. Uh, use code Nikki at checkout to save 10%. That's bossbears.co, code Nikki. We are brought to you by Clout Power Supplements. Uh, that's K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Uh, so here I have the uh, protein, the cravings protein from Clout. Uh, this one is the salted caramel. This is some of the best protein that I've ever had in my life. It's actually delicious. Um, I, I like the salted caramel and the cinnamon swirl are my two favorites. Uh, also, their pre-workouts are amazing. So they have the Karma Nootropic pre-workout. It's a nootropic and focused pre-workout. It's a lower stimulant formula, zero itch formula. It has four trademark ingredients and it's fully has fully dosed ingredients. Uh, so far, I, the Arctic Cherry is probably my favorite of the Karma pre-workout. Also, try the Nero Aminos from them. And also the High Stimulant Mamba is some of my favorite too. And I really like the Arctic Cherry of that one. So go to cloutpower.com and use code Nikki to save 15%. K-L-O-U-T-P-W-R.com. Code Nikki to save 15%. I mean, it's bomb. Yo, yo, everybody. Welcome to the Nikki Free Podcast. We are here with IFBB Pro. Mark Sandian. How are you, Mark? I'm doing great. We got Mark back on the podcast for the, uh, what, millionth time? Third time? Third. Third time. I think I've been on here the most now. You've probably been on here the most. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You're like a, what do you call it? Um, OG. I'm OG. You're one of the OG members uh, back in the day when it was like 10 episodes in. Yeah. Is that where you're at? Because you hadn't uh, resurrected it at the time yet, right? No, that was when, yeah, it was like sitting dormant and then I resurrected it with starting with you mm-hmm. at episode 10. And now here we are at episode 47. Mm-hmm. So that's pretty dope, dude. So before that, we weren't on our preps yet. Now we're deep into them and uh, we're yeah. about nine weeks out. Nine weeks out from the Emerald Cup. How's yeah. yours going? Mine is going very good, um, but it's been pretty smooth sailing so far, but I know the hard part is coming up, so I'm really trying to get myself, um, like when you're talking about what you're eating right now, you're just like, it doesn't even enter my mind to like eat off my plan, you know what I'm saying? Like, No. So trying to get myself into that kind of headspace where it's like, you know, it's the mo- it's got to be the most important thing in my life, and it's been tough too, because like, um, yeah just it's not been tough yet because like my calories are still high enough my lifts are still good uh posing's been going well i did some posing with my coach jordan 
Uh, he's got that set up in his garage now. Actually, I helped him put that little floor together. Yeah, you told me. That was cool. Yeah, yeah, it looks pretty dope. I saw that. Looks uh, like a... I mean, if he had little break dancers around him, they'd be spinning on that thing the whole right, time. Right, dude. So. You could start going and doing some break dancing <laughs> over there. But, you know, it's like um, learning how to do posing. So, versus like when I did pro wrestling, you know, it was like, you take a bunch of pre-workout, you do like, you're in the back, you know, there's like other people on the show ahead of you, so there's matches going on, and then you're in the back, you, you slam some pre-workout, you got some bands in the back, you start pumping up, trying to get like a pump on, mm -hmm. and then you're like standing behind the curtain, you know, you get all fucking like, you start jumping, stretching, uh, kind of slap yourself a little bit, you know, um, you know, maybe give yourself a couple slaps, get yourself warmed up. And then you like bust through the curtain. Your your entrance music's going. You just like high fiving people. Mm -hmm. So high five, high five, high five. You're just like getting the crowd all pumped up. Like hoo hoo hoo. You know you just you know try to get them like elevate. Especially when you're the good guy. You know you want to have this energetic. You know and then you go in and you have your match and it's it's uh you know it's it is there's parts of it that are kind of you know maybe graceful athletic for sure, but. Um, this posing stuff is such a different thing because it's about like poise, you know, gracefulness, like, you know, trying to bring that side of me out, like learn how to like, you can't move like a robot. You can't move like a robot. You can't move like a big, like fucking lunk, you know, like you got to learn how to move yeah. almost like a dancer or like, um, it's smooth. It's gotta be smooth. You know yeah. what I'm saying? So like ish without popping, popping stuff around. Just, yeah. you know, so it's very, a new very, thing, dude. Very subtle movements nothing explosive you know yeah so yeah you're right nothing explosive very smooth and like graceful kind of you know like mm -hmm. and then it's like you know and i have a good coach because jordan's like really good at it too yep and so yeah just trying to like uh take in that and, and learn it it's been been pretty crazy so i have another class posing class with him on saturday again gotcha are you doing it once a week uh at least twice a week i've been trying to oh nice Good just for you. And, and I'm gonna. A lot of people don't do that. A lot of people. Don't well, do that. and then also every morning, I think I'm gonna add that to my morning routine because he's got me, you know, uh, training on how to like do the, you know, kind of bring it down, like you know, kind of turn into it and then bring it down, show the chest, and then kind of set my feet, you know, and then you know, it's um, I don't know, dude. It's gonna be pretty dope. But how's uh, the transition been from uh, being? just a guy who loves to work out and wanted to change your body to now you're fixated on a show. How, how was that? Was it a big change for you? I mean, yeah, definitely. Like it's still, it's still like, uh, it's definitely intimidating and scary, honestly, but it feels like the right thing to do. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Um, it's intimidating in a sense. Cause it's like, you know, I mean, I, I've been in front of people wrestling uh, but you're kind of in a character and like, you know, I mean, I guess with wrestling, you're kind of like half naked in front of a crowd too, but this is like, you know, you're going to be like, yeah, you're trying not to sweat. Actually, you're going to be up there like half naked. There's a crowd. The crowd shouldn't phase me too much, but it is different than wrestling. Cause you know, I'm used to those crowds, but you know, mm -hmm. now I'm going to be up there being judged like my physique just being you know, and so then it's like all these little things like keeping your core tight and like, you know, it's going to, I don't know, dude, it's going to be wild. What advice do you have for me? All I would say is, um, I mean, you're doing the right thing. What, what are we, nine, ten weeks out? Yeah. Uh, nine weeks. 
Um, you're doing the right thing. A lot of people tend to uh, underestimate the uh, how much of a factor posing is. So well, I just realized that yeah. how big of a deal it is. Yeah, and you know, I think Jordan also doesn't want any of his guys going out there thinking it's nothing. No, none of so, us do. Yeah. Right, right. Yeah, he's yeah. not gonna like. So he's gonna, you know, make sure to stay on top of me about that. And so it's been good uh, getting to go to his place and and do some of that. But now I just have to put that into practice every morning. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like the more I feel like the more reps you do it, the better it's gonna get and the smoother it's gonna get. Yeah. So yeah. What I mentioned by doing the right thing is a lot of people. Jordan will probably get this too, and any coaches watching this, um, we all get it. There's like people that wait till two or three weeks out. Mm-hmm. Hey, I don't know how to pose. Um, okay, so what show are we doing? Uh, we're doing. I'm doing a sh- my first show in three weeks. Mm-hmm. Um, y- what? You are? Um, okay. I'm. I need to see because you don't know if that person moves well or not. If they move awkwardly, it's going to take a lot of work. It's going to almost take, like, personal training sessions. You're going to have to, you know, make it maybe three, four, maybe five days a week. Right. Um, It just depends on the athlete. So, um, but doing what you're doing is very smart, Um, you know. And you were already working with Jordan for, what, a couple years now? Oh, yeah. Yeah, for a couple years, I worked with him twice a week mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying and I, I actually would like to get back to doing that again it's like yeah um if you know time for permitting and i just had some other things i needed to kind of like put my energy into you know but i would i'd you know i just i'd like to get at least you know because you can do so much on your own but it's like i know it's like if i worked with him twice a week on back lifts just back you know yes i could probably have a, a completely different back a year from now you know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, so it's like I am thinking about it again, and we'll see how this show goes. I'm not gonna try to think much past this show, but uh, yeah, stay in the moment, stay on this show only. Don't think ahead, right? Anything else, right? Because mm-hmm. I have no idea how it's gonna go. I like, like I was telling you before we even got on air. Like, my biggest thing is I just want to make sure that I put everything I have into it, and you know, that doesn't mean I'll win. That doesn't mean I'll play straight. It doesn't mean, but what I want to do is make sure I didn't cheat myself at all. You know what I mean? Like, right. I want to, I want to know that I did everything that I was supposed to do, you know? Mm -hmm. And so far so good on that, but yeah. Yeah. The great thing about it is, um, even though wrestling's quite different, it's more physical. It's a lot more entertaining. Um, you can actually have you have a higher chance of getting injured on a oh, wrestling yeah, stage, yeah, of yeah. course, because you're you're putting your body at risk by either landing on somebody, somebody landing on you, or landing on something you shouldn't land on. Um, here, it's it's pretty grounded. So, but the adrenaline rush is the same. So when you get on the stage and you're in front of people, and all, all of us are scared going on. Right. We're all scared, and we're like pacing back and forth. We're sweating. Our heart is racing fast, even though some of us like to hide it yeah. a lot. But once you get in what they, you know, like a first call out, so-called first call out where they call out, they, they're trying to measure who the top five is for, mm-hmm. the, for the, that particular class. 
it's an adrenaline rush. It's like it's like scoring a touchdown. It's like scoring a basket. It's like blocking somebody. It's like stealing a ball. It's like slamming somebody in the ring. Mm-hmm. Difference is you're battling uh, with uh, some of the best physiques in the yeah. entire Northwest and right. sometimes even the country because. Emerald Cup's a prestigious show, so it's that's it, the crazy part about it. Dude. It's like the Olympia regional shows. So yeah. anybody that is a pro now, um, a lot of us didn't even win the show. Right. I didn't. I was a runner-up. That doesn't count. And that's why I'm not taking it lightly, dude. Yep. It's like And then there's um, high-level athletes like Mark Dugdale and Tangie Johnson. Mm-hmm. They didn't win. They didn't win the show. Right. And they're, and like, they're ten, like the ten, craziest ten, athletes ten, out there. Ten-time athletes. So that's how difficult um, yeah. the uh, – you can – it's like any given – I call it any given Saturday, any given Sunday like football, mm-hmm. any given Friday, whatever day you're competing. Anybody can beat be beat on any day. There are people that um, have beaten me that aren't even pros now. Right. Um, there are people that I've beaten they are still not pro. Right. You know what I mean? So – any given Sunday. And, and they, that spans from somebody who's 200 pounds, 250 pounds, 175 pounds. I've beaten a lot of people. But all, uh, some of those people, you know, I people that I can't beat at all. So it's because of their structure. So what's cool is when you're up against the best, it's a great feeling when, you, when you're up against the best, in my, my opinion. When you're up against the best and you win, that really means you really earned it. Yeah. So, But you're up against the best and you lost... That's kind of still a victory, in my opinion. Yeah. If you go against a group that's weak and you win, I, I don't really consider that a victory. So. Right. For me, a victory is going to be knowing that I didn't cheat myself, You know, knowing that I followed the plan, knowing that I put in all the work in the cardio. Mm-hmm. To me, that's the most important thing is I don't – the last thing I want to do is get up there and be like, man, I, I could have been better today because mm-hmm. I if I would have – you know what I mean? All you need to do is do what you're doing now, and you won't have any regrets. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And so the same focus that it took to um, get on, you know, the it's time WWE to kind of step thing. the focus up, though, right? Like, yes, that's what I feel like right now. It's like it, it's like for a while there, it, it's you know, it can kind of get kind of fun, like because I love training and I actually do love eating my meal plan and stuff. Like I actually just I like everything about this lifestyle, mm-hmm. but it also gets kind of like routine and like a little you know maybe some complacency every once in a while because you're you know not really i mean i'm always working hard i never feel like there's a week where you know maybe there's a few days where i could have but i feel like when you're getting closer and closer it's like you got to almost like turn get to this different like place in your mind you know what i'm saying Mm -hmm. and i feel like i need to get there over these next few weeks where i really really focus i was thinking that today like when i was the last couple of days I was doing my cardio and I'm like, okay, I need to make sure that I'm like hungry for this. You mm-hmm. know what I mean? Like kind of like you said with wrestling, like when I started wrestling, dude, I was like obsessed with it. You mm-hmm. know what I'm saying? It's the same like, thing. So yeah, same, same focus. There. And it's like now I'm, you know, we're, I'm older now. I'm like, you know, how do you, uh, 38. So, but it's like still a baby, still a baby, but I'm like, I can still have that kind of passion and like, like laser focus for things no matter how old i am you know because you get older like sometimes you lose some of that stuff but i'm like mm-hmm. this is something new and it's scary and i think that's what makes it so fun yeah and it's something i'm not good at yet so it's like like you said you how does it feel to go from like just a dude who's like oh i'm gonna work out with a coach yeah 
to like going stepping on stage for your first show dude it's like intimidating as fuck and like yeah you said this is not just a show it's like i mean i'm just this kid from iowa with like you know you know whatever i don't know how good my genetics are or nothing but i'm gonna be mm-hmm. stepping on stage against probably some of the best genetics in the world like mm-hmm. you said mm-hmm. and i don't know what gives me the idea i can even do that but <laughs> i'm just gonna do it you know all, all you need to worry about because i get this question all the time from uh, clients mm-hmm. how do you think i'm gonna place I, i'm sure jordan and whoever all the coaches are like you know maybe oh, i haven't Ken, asked that Ken, at kimberly all. gets that question yeah. how do you think i'm gonna do we can't answer that question that's yeah. a loaded question because we can't round up people that are coming from some sometimes there are people coming from all over the country um all over the pacific northwest spokane portland oregon idaho right we have no idea so that question um where anybody's watching this please don't ask that question we 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 cannot predict you get asked that a lot Um, don't you uh we can't we cannot predict that uh why do you think people are you think people are so worried about um, do you think they just want to win so bad? Is that what are they trying I to think get an the, idea? I, think, I mean, they don't like the idea of the unknown. There's, there's nothing wrong with the winning mentality, but it's a different, it's a different uh, way of winning. If 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 I can put it that way, you you can't just score a basket. You can't just pin somebody right. and it's done. You can't score a touchdown or a field goal and it's over. This is this is based on a collaborative of eight judges. Right. There's not one person who makes the decision. Well, even like to so, to your point, like uh, pro wrestling, there yeah. could be a dude that's got a better physique than me, mm-hmm. but I could be a better wrestler and I could outwork him. Yeah, and, you and I could out entertain him, and, and I'd him. still be on the top. Yep. You know, and beating him means like my promoter told me I was going to win because it's a worked sport. Mm-hmm. But the thing is, like, if I'm more entertaining than that guy, if I got a better like yeah. character, if I, you know, there's that, been wrestlers yeah. that. You know that aren't even like genetically; that, they that, don't that, have good. That bodies. does factor in a little bit. So, because you you like say if there's five Nick Friedos on stage, right? Um, the one who obviously carries themselves the best is gonna win, right? Yeah. So if you have five of those, I don't know, five Carlos, five Jordan Hubbards, five Marks and Dians, we're gonna have a work cut out for us because now you have the same exact look. Mm-hmm. That's what I tell people. But that's kind of where you were able to put your own style into what you do, which we've talked about before. Yeah, I've taken a little bit from a lot of people. I mean, I've taken a lot from my coaches, Andre Scott, Turk Fickling, um, all the greats, Lee Labrada, um, Sean Ray, Dexter Mm -hmm. Jackson, you know, even the physique divisions, you know, um, what is it? One of my favorite guys to watch um, is uh, Jeremy Bundia. Um, some of oh, the new dude, guys, guys, he's awesome. Yeah, yeah. Some of the new guys, there's a few, um, that I can think of. Maybe it's Steven Ko, um, classic guys, obviously Chris Bumstead and then, uh, Terrence Ruffin, Ruff Diesel. Right. Um, I just take a little bit from each person and you know, you can make it your own. So, and, and how are you feeling right now, dude? You're really, really, I'm um, right getting there. So I'm so used to this, that this is not my first rodeo. This is my 23rd, Only, this yeah. is my 23rd prep. So, 23 years yeah, yeah, yeah this is uh what is it 23 so i had 13 i did 13 amateur shows 13 mm-hmm. npc shows and now i'm on my 10th pro show so yeah. i've done th- all three divisions i've done one classic show not one, retired one two so so not <laughs> not retired baby <laughs> smart ass. still going <laughs> still going still going so I, I don't know how much longer i can go but um as long as i enjoy it one of the things that reason why I do it too is uh, it actually 
shows my own athletes that I can go through this and still lead them. So yeah, um, and it's not easy. I'm not. I'm not gonna say it's not easy. Uh, Dude, I love. I love hard. a coach that, that yeah. does that. So if we do it, I mean, it's it gets to a point where it's kind of like the blind leading the blind a little bit because I'm I'm depleted, they're depleted, and then I have to tell my athletes the funniest thing the other day. I was like, can you please make sure you put that on your notes on your phone because I might forget. Yeah. And then I'm gonna remind myself to put the notes on my phone so we're both uh, overcompensating on fall up here because. There's a good chance that I may forget because my my well, cognitivity is going to be a little bit down. So I know that's what you were talk, telling me about like next month for podcasting too. You're like, bro, you're going to be so yeah. I'm yeah like, we, well, we'll see how we're going to be repetitively repeating ourselves on this podcast. Like, probably. Just like what? Yeah. So, but no, man. How do you? Um, you've been really working a lot, working hard lately. I've noticed. Like, mm-hmm. I mean, I think that's just what you do. But mm-hmm. you know, with uh doing your instagram lives you know you're coming on my podcast a lot Mm -hmm. you're um you're training so many clients a day now you're gonna prep yourself Mm -hmm. do you have any advice for people on how you like manage all that how do you is it just Uh, sheer willpower it's willpower but it's also attitude it's your attitude i mean keeping a positive uh, yeah keeping a positive one so if you if you can't handle that kind of multitasking and um if if uh i mean i I know I can drive my wife nuts sometimes with my schedule. She's like, you need to learn how to pull back. You need to learn how to, you know, have your margins, you know, work hard, play hard type of thing. And Because when I play hard, I play hard. When yeah. I work, I'm like hyper-focused almost. That's why when uh, Danielle and um, Jeff were on here, they were like, man, that guy never sleeps. And, well, that's what they know? said. They were like, I mean, they're like, I'm pretty sure he yeah. was with the client at 1130. Yeah, yeah. And uh, there is a... There, there, there's funny. We were uh, poking fun at each other one time. And Danielle goes, "I was like, yeah, I would take more clients, but I, I, I I'd like to sleep." Yeah. <laughs> so one thing I, one thing I have a hard time doing is um, saying no, but yeah. at the same time, um, I try, I try my best possible, uh, in best possible way to treat every client like they're my only client. And so that's and that, that's a hard thing to do, obviously, but in each client is a little bit different, of course. Right. Some people learn really, really slow. Um, no pun intended. Some people are really fast at learning stuff. Some yeah. people are really dumb, <laughs> like right. like myself. Um, I'm, I'm sure my coaches were pulling their hair out for years of how long it took me to learn things. I mean, at this point now, I've, I know pretty much all the categories on how to uh, help with presentation on that. I'm sure my coach, Andre Scott, bless his heart, was uh, pulling his hair out how slow it took me to learn each category. But also that so. kind of shows you that if you stick with something long enough, you can always get it. Like it's never a mm-hmm. hopeless thing. Because mm-hmm. you're right. Some people do learn yeah. at different rates than other people. And it's, you know, yeah. as a coach, it's your job to not get discouraged, but to keep believing you can teach them. You mm-hmm. know? Do you have a lot of... um? general health type of clients too or is it most i have a i have a good amount probably a third i'm trying to raise that a little bit more a lot of people think i'm just a competitor like a competitor coach um that's the first question that i actually that's that's how i actually get a lot of um my uh marketing and and where i get my leads people ask first oh do you only coach competitors i'm like no absolutely not i help everybody Mm -hmm. so and what i basically sell and uh, promote to those people is we have a community regardless if you're a competitor or not um we have a community of of great 
um, amazing positive people that'll support you in journey, no matter if you're going to step on stage or not. So, and I think that that's the, uh, especially with the mental health thing that people need now. Some people need people around them. So, mm-hmm. um, myself, I've always been, I've been kind of a loner in the sport. To be honest, I've always been able to work on my own. So to have the community I have now is pretty cool. Right. Um, something I didn't really have when I was growing uh, up in the industry. So when I say a loner, I'm like my coach is down in Federal Way and um, or Oregon, and I'm up in Seattle, and I only see this guy. It's like some of some some. I'll, I'll just say it. A lot of you are spoiled right now, yeah. Uh, because you see your coach almost every day, right. like or four or five days a week, or managing, um, you know, those people. But it's cool to have that um, camaraderie around. So what I would say to people, um, and you, you already know this, um, Nick. You have a great support system mm-hmm. with, um, you know, the family that uh, Jordan and Kimberly right. have created. I would say to anybody that's working with them or working with myself and, you know, our team or anybody that is on a large team, don't take it for granted because not everybody has that. Some people are in Timbuktu getting remotely coached and they're not yeah. they're not around us all the time. So I would be I would really be really careful of taking that for granted because right. we're very um, lucky. Here. We're lucky. Just even this area, man, that's like. What what is keeping me here? You know, like I'm from a different state. Mm-hmm. You know, I moved here. It's you know, a, it's a cool area. But I think it was finding the bodybuilding community that is here that's kind mm-hmm. of what's keeping me here. And yeah. I found this new thing that I'm passionate about now because, you know, like I said, I'd always done music, pro wrestling. I have to have something, right? Yeah. And this gives me an outlet for that. You know what mm-hmm. I'm saying? Like, there's got to be something. I mean, the podcast too now, but. I don't know, man. I feel like, like, like you said, you don't know how much longer you're gonna do this. But it's almost like, do you feel compelled? It's like, it's definitely a huge part of your life, right? It is a part of my life, but you know, I, you know, my kids are getting older now. They're almost twenty and nine years old now. Yeah. Um, I really make an effort not to miss anything, and that's the reason why I started, you know, right. the Giant Killer Crew or GK Crew um, seven years ago. So this is my seventh year now as uh having my own team and having yeah. my own brand i came from cell phone sales where i was working 12 14 hours a day i mean i'm kind of doing the same thing but you sort of uh, maybe not as much um but you know i'm i'm sometimes my day starts at two o'clock in the afternoon or three or four and i'm up till like 11 so i i would say i wasn't working as much as i was when i was in cell phones because in cell phone sales there would be almost 10 hours straight where i wouldn't have a break so yeah. ten to fourteen hours, and I was still prepping for shows. Do you prefer working those later hours? Is that so you can be with the kids? It, it just kind of fell it's in that way. How it happened? But I just try to, you know, because I, I I had to bring the kids at uh, school at nine thirty, ten o'clock, right? And uh, on certain days, I pick them up at two, yeah, uh, two thirty, three o'clock, and then four, and then I work all my clients around that. So I they they actually t- they do work around. Yeah, you get you, you get to see your kids a lot. I, like you, like you got you're always taking them to like what uh, yeah. martial arts mm-hmm. and all that kind of stuff. So that's good. Yeah, which know. is really cool. My uh, uh, my eldest daughter Michaela um, just got her ten year dedication trophy. Ten years in martial arts yeah. since she was what is she nineteen now? Dude, that's so and, good for and people now, too. And, and she started when she was nine. And then the youngest. The mm-hmm. nine-year-old's going in about. She has her first black belt test, which is a lot of people think it's easy. It's it's pretty hard. Pretty hard. 
and see what they're going to have to do here in the next uh, uh, couple Dude, months. Dude, that's so valuable that you got them in martial arts. Uh, you know, just even as a self defense thing, like going. Oh yeah, I'm not worried about my kids. My kids. Yeah. Are, my kids are they're pretty. pretty good. They're pretty badasses. Yeah. So any any boy that comes around, I'm not worried about them at all. Well, that's like so, we. Uh, I'm, I think so. there's a, a group called We We the Female. We um, the Female. Yeah, and they do that. Like they teach self defense and everything, and I, it's. I think they're eventually we're gonna have somebody from them come on here and talk about the importance of okay. self defense for especially for women. I mean, but for everybody. So yeah, that's like um, that's a super good thing, dude. Nice. Well, the the thing I love so much about competing is um, uh, mm. I heard from. You're kind of like Tom Brady, dude. Uh, just never gonna o- quit. O- only not winning though <laughs> in the pros. <laughs> yeah. No, no. Um, that that is actually one of my biggest inspirations. Dude, the guy's the man. Yeah, like... one of my biggest inspirations and. Uh, I was like, damn, if he's keeping going, he's going to keep going, I'm going to keep going. And then, well, and people are always like, why don't they retire? But it's like, but he's winning. Yeah. Like, if he's that good, why would he retire? Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, I get it. At some point, you have to, but mm-hmm. yep. I don't know, man. Like, I always love that. Like, quarterbacks, like, like same with Brett Favre. Like, he was still doing great. So, it's like, why would he quit? Mm-hmm. If you're yeah. flourishing, I, I don't think you should stop. But, I mean, yeah. there is a point, too, obviously, you know. there's time that you can't get back with your kids so that's the other thing dude and that's something that um many pro wrestlers talk about that Mm -hmm. um you know the one i can think about that really is like that uh the undertaker Mm -hmm. so like he you know talks about that openly he's married now and has a wife and he's got like two two younger kids now but he's retired and he's able to give them all the time in the world so he's a great dad to him you know mm-hmm. but he had kids from a previous marriage before that when he was still younger and in the sport of pro wrestling and he admits it that he really fucked up yeah. you know what i'm saying like he was gone all the time yeah he's chasing this other dream and he definitely neglected those kids from his and i think they're all good now you know they've made amends but he knows that he's there's nothing he can do to fix that you know he can do it, do it right with the kids he has now, which is what he's doing his his younger kids. But I mean, yeah, dude, you're right. It's like when you're chasing something. I don't know. That'd be tough. Yep. You did ask me earlier what what keeps me going uh, with all the things I got going on, and I, I mentioned to you that it was uh, it was just having a good attitude, just as long as you love what you're doing. So it's like what I do is not it's not it's not really work. So. Yeah. There, I don't know. There's something about it. Like uh, I, I guess I grew up in a childhood where I didn't see too many people happy. Right. So I like seeing people happy. So yeah. I like encouraging people. That's why I like doing the lies. I like. I want to hear somebody's pain. I yeah, want, you're I'll, generally I'll, uh, genuinely interested in other people's mm-hmm. stories, dude. Yeah, I want to see it. I want to see. Is it the same as me? Is it harder? Yeah. Or was it easier for them? Um, well, most, and like you said, you want to hear the the story. Like, mm-hmm. what are you going through? Because yeah. it's not always like, you know, even some of the most positive people I've had on this show, mm-hmm. and they are positive people and they work really hard, but they're going through really tough things, dude. And they were able yeah. to be open about those things. Yeah. And there's something really valuable about that. Yeah, and it's, I mean, it's tough, especially in a, in a world like we have, you know, sometimes you come across positive people and negative people, but... I, I would say the positive outweighs it if you if outweighs all the negative if yeah. you don't let all the negative outweigh it. So, right, the minute yeah. I start like uh, 
the minute I start acting like, oh, I deserve, you know, like you start, I don't know how to say it, but it's like the minute I start getting negative and like thinking like, I get in a place like I should be farther along than I am or this or, you know, I'm like, I I saw this Kevin Hart thing where he's Mm -hmm. talking about like, it's so easy to grind every day and work super hard when you feel like you're making progress. Mm -hmm. He's like, but here's the hard part. You have to be able to grind and work hard and put that effort in when it feels like you're getting nowhere and keep doing that. And that's the, that's the thing that makes the difference. So I think we all get on this, like, you know, there's times where we're, we're killing it. We're killing it. We're going up, up, up and things are getting better and we're seeing results or if Mm -hmm. it's, you know, this, or we're seeing progress or we're making more money or we're doing this and things Mm -hmm. it's, but it's those times when shit's just not fucking going, you're not budging it an inch, Mm -hmm. but you still have to show up every day and put that work in. Mm -hmm. That's what I've been finding recently is like a superpower and you have to do it. Yep. And then when you're going through a tough time, um, what is, uh, one of the mentors ask another mentor in an organization I was part of before, what is this thing about bad things happening to good people? This is pretty harsh. And if you're spiritual, um, it does happen. You're a Christian, and the pastor said um, it's because they kind of get they gotta get on their knees to get back up. I'm like, ooh, that's pretty, that's pretty bold. Well, it's almost like sometimes you need to be humbled a little bit, mm-hmm. and so it's like you you have to have a test. So you know, the danger like, is when you feel like you're arrived, um, and you gotta figured out that's a that's a bad you never want to be too full yourself. yeah that's why i always um like like you saw what we did last weekend like uh we i purposely get myself and my athletes around my coaches i i do a select few depending on who it is you know obviously sometimes i'm selective of that because um they got to be ready for my coach they got to be ready for that type of coaching because i get you know, there's a reason why my coach has created a lot of pros, and you know, I happen to be one of those recipients. But um, as soon as I start taking it for granted and not going back and yeah. going getting consul- consulted and like uh, re- refocusing what I'm supposed to be doing, I look at some of the stuff he's teaching. I'm like, ooh, okay, that's what I've been missing. Man, mm-hmm. I already knew that. Yeah, I was just confirming it. So, but then I get... It's a good get, reminder, though. I get conf- confirmation right in front of my clients. And the, my clients get to see me get cussed out in front of them. Well, they see you get humbled as well. Yep. Yeah, yeah. Yep. A lot of the time, if, you, if you're if you a coach and your athletes don't know that you're um, still Human. in continuing education and you're not continuing to be mentored, I think it's going to be very hard for your clients to listen to you. So, like, the idea that they're going to see that even you as accomplished as you are mm-hmm. you're not a finished product you're never a finished no, product you no, always have to keep no working. you never are because uh you can always learn you know, more you can always you, be you better could, you could be better dad you could be a better entrepreneur you could be a better coach you could be a better athlete you could be a better person right and there and then there's obviously we all have our moments you know you have your little spats um and you know what i hate about it is when people judge you for it i'm like that i was just having a bad day man yeah. Um, but at the same time, and that happens, dude. I, yeah. And then I give people the same grace. Oh, maybe I just caught him on a bad day. And then this person actually turns out to be a really cool guy. I was like, whoa, I, I was pretty wrong about this guy. So, man, I think that too, because I remember one time we had this, um, a customer back at the bar that I used to work at before the one I'm working at now. Mm-hmm. And she is a great, she's awesome lady, uh, super nice. Um, mm-hmm. 
You know, and one time she came in and she just <clears throat> snipped at somebody and like something was wrong. It snipped. just oh, just snipped at him. Like like the it was like, you know, and I don't know. She just whatever she got mad about. Like, well, this needs to be like this, and she got like mad and she yelled at one of the people and you know i think they were kind of like thinking like well now we've seen her true colors she's really just a bitch or whatever you know (laughs) but i was thinking like i don't think that's true i think like we don't know what she was going through that day if i have seen her most of the time always being a great person and she has one bad day like who knows what she was going through that caused her clearly she wasn't in a good place if she was gonna snip at somebody like that so i was kind of like thinking the other thing like I think she is a good person. She just had a bad day. Who knows what she was going through? And I'm not going to judge her based on that one bad experience. If she sure. was like that every day, then I'd be like, yeah. Sure. And I, I am, um, you know, forgive me, I'm I'm a little guilty of, you know, judging that person because I was like, man, because <laughs> sometimes that first impression is a lasting impression. True. Because you're like, damn, fuck that guy. Fuck that girl. Yeah, if that would have been the first impression of her, yeah, that wouldn't have been very good. Yeah, so, but at the same time, you know, you know, people, you know, we're in the land of second chances, right? So, um, you know, you got to give people grace. Give them grace. You know, it's a, you know, I don't know how many chances you give, but. Yeah. You know. I mean, if it's something petty, obviously it's, you know. I believe people can always change. But if it's malicious, you know, it has something to do with your family. It's you ever like money. hold on to any of that shit just to like? That's hard, man. You know, sometimes that's a I, I, sometimes I tell people it's like kind of yeah. good to hold on to a little bit of shit. Yeah, well, that's it, well, it that's, fuels what, you. that's what keeps us motivated, though. Yeah, you can use it. Yeah, so like proving somebody wrong. Yeah, pro- like, either proving somebody wrong or we call it vindication. Yeah, yeah. So and I've had other dudes on here be like, "Well, you know," but in reality, you got to let that stuff go and all that. I'm like, Ooh, "That's hard." I'm like, "Yeah," but sometimes I need a little of that. Yeah, yeah, that's what keeps me going. Keeps I mean, me I'm a Christian too, and I'm all for forgiving, but sometimes you, it's hard to forget. Man. Sometimes you need to hold on to just a little bit of that because it keeps you sharp. Keeps that chip. You know, it keeps that chip on your shoulder, which makes you work hard, dude. Yeah, what makes what makes a sword sharp, right? Heat and pressure. So yeah. you, you make it hard and uh, heat it up to, to sharpen it up. Yeah. You put it in the fire. Yeah. Oh, I know so a lot of successful people that they've had a, they had a chip on their shoulder. A and lot. that's kind of what made them successful, dude. Yep. So I'm not saying, I'm saying, like, yeah, I mean, yeah, be healthy, but sometimes you got to use some of that stuff as fire, you know? Yeah. Keeps you passionate. How's your uh, PT business going? How's it growing? Oh, dude, it's, uh, you know, it's just, just starting. I've had, like, I think I've had, like, three clients. Um, I had one who was a great client showed up every time, and then basically like it was a thing where like his roommate didn't pay rent so now he doesn't have enough money to like oh, keep yeah. train yeah just yeah. it's i can see it's gonna be tough like dude. it's gonna be tough but you just gotta keep keep your pipeline um solid that's all i uh, say yeah you know, yeah message people on instagram put yourself out there right i'm not gonna uh, give up on it at yeah. all um i had a couple great clients uh the training itself went good i never had you know i i was able to make good programs for these people and even the other guy, he's. I still have one client, but he's kind of. He's been sick a lot lately. Yes, like I think he has type one diabetes, and sometimes, mm-hmm. and he's like, he's like, I'm so sorry. He's like, I love your training though. So he likes the training. It's just that he's yeah. just not been able to show up. Right. But I think it's gonna keep growing, dude. And um, you know, eventually I'll probably get 
like insurance and everything and then i can maybe start training at some of these other gyms and and yeah. maybe even get some clients funneled to me that way um but yeah I, you know i really enjoy it like it, it would the, the two clients i had i loved it i would get up in the morning go meet them there put them through the workout you know and uh yeah n- neither of them were um were you scared to start it was a little intimidating to start because it's like I've been lifting since like 2002 myself, you know, yeah, like, yeah. and I always say that it's like funny because it's like, you know, not, I haven't done like 20 shows like you, but I've been in a gym. Mm-hmm. There hasn't been one week of my life outside of a gym since 2002. So what will really help you too is uh, my wife helped me with this is, um, continue to post your journey and then people see your body change yes and your changes will speak for itself right and so. that's the thing too like uh, more stuff like leading up to the show too, dude mm-hmm. i want to get better with that like we've always talked a lot about social media on here like i want to i want to leading up to the show the show should help a lot too like mm-hmm. i said i don't want to think past the show yet you know but but I i'm kind of like i mean you're you my I mean, brain's so, already thinking like some of us are thinking about the post-show food everybody's talking about. Oh, fat, I'm definitely gonna do that. Polly's uh, cookies from the East Coast. They're talking about. I'm gonna go with cookies. you, dude. Wherever you're <laughs> going. Yeah, 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 yeah. I've already um, had so many people like so. So that's gonna be Saturday night, dude. Okay, so I gotta yeah. tell my friends because I think I so your show's Friday. Friday. So but I then text Saturday text, night. You're gonna go out to eat with me. Yeah, we okay. could do the, okay. the whole squad or whoever. Yeah, you know. whoever's out there. Yeah, so um, out of respect for my competitors, I'm probably not going to eat till Saturday. Because I'm, I'm done on Friday. You know, but so. for you, dude, that's probably not even hard, is it? No. Like, it's just one more day. No. Yeah. No. No, if you think about other people before yourself, then, you know. Well, I think there's something to be said about that, too. Um, you know, we're going after these pursuits for ourselves, and, and you're talking about religion and stuff like that, too. One thing mm-hmm. I've noticed is, like, if you do start helping more people, it comes back to you. It does. You uh, know what I'm saying? So, like, and then the thing about that is you got to be, I think it's really important that you, I mean, the ones that are, you know, obviously, they they obviously stay with positive vibes. They have integrity. You can You can trust your family. Yep. with them mm-hmm. if you can you know, keep those people around but and there's a certain point where you got to burn that bridge with certain people yeah if they're but, just bad egg or yeah something, but. The, a lot of time though i would say they burn it with you or me then mm-hmm. it's not us that burned it with them you don't really i mean we burn burned it with them if we if we were really if our intentions were really really bad if our right, right. if we have ill intentions then it's just gonna bite our us in the asses but uh, I think the the key part is to keep all those bridges hedged all all together because because you're gonna need those people someday. Right. And um, I'm not trying to say just act selfishly because you're trying to get what you want, but at the same time, it's like doing others um, as they would do unto you, right? So like if you treat right. if you treat people good, you know. Yeah, yeah, you definitely. Know, you know, there's also like you know the thought where protecting your time dude like you yeah. have to say no sometimes and shit like you remember heath milne yeah yeah totally he's like it's all about that dinner after the show it's so, all about it baby yeah, here i'll put him on yeah what are we gonna what are we gonna be getting so i, I want every, oh shit every, there goes the hot sauce bro everything everything so yeah like um so i have this buddy named tyler um and he's like a foodie you know like big time foodie mm-hmm. and so like one 
someday after my show, I have to go out to eat with him. He's been wanting to take me out to eat because I don't want to go crazy after the show. I don't want to gain a bunch of weight. If you eat, but I want to. If you eat Sunday and Monday and then go back, you're fine. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, yeah, so like, that's... I'm gonna take. You know, I'm gonna eat with you after the show, and then I'm gonna take one day and go out with my coworker Kayla and Tyler. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And we're going to fucking, I don't know where we're going to go. Okay, if you want a good place, there's this place I took Jordan and his family on his first show yeah. after the Emerald Cup, his first Emerald Cup. Back his first show? 20, uh, 2016. Dude, that's wild. So here's like, where do you want to go? I was like, dude, I'll tell you where you should go. And we all went. I think he had 20 family members. Went. It's like, well, you go where you, where you think we should go. And we had this place, uh, I think it was, uh, it was a 520 Bar and Grill in downtown Bellevue. Okay. You, you want to notate that, Heath? So There you um, go, dude. He says, what's up, by the way? Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And uh, he said, um, I, I go, you need to get pulled pork nachos at 520 Bar and Grill on Main. It's yeah. the size of three entrees. Everybody that's on prep now is probably salivating watching this. But yeah. I could eat a whole entree by myself. I could probably even do two. Oh, yeah, dude. So the guac and the cheese on that. Woo. Yeah. And uh, 520 Bar and Grill. Yeah, nachos. Like, I haven't had nachos in, like. It's it's literally 10 blocks from the Maiden Bar Center. Okay. So that might be the place. You're getting a hotel, right? I I don't know, dude. It's so close. I could just sleep at home. You're sure. But the hotel's fun. It it? it keeps you closer. And that way, you know. It's kind of part of the whole experience, though, right? Like, you get that. Yeah, that. That way it makes it easier for your coach to find you. So if you're in close proximity, that's why we still get a hotel, even though we still we live um, not that far from you either. Yeah. Um, we do it because it's, it's going to be a pain to get, come come back and forth from the house. Well, it might be just so. kind of fun to do the whole experience like that. To, you know, like uh, pro, in pro wrestling too, same thing. We would, uh, you know, always get hotel rooms and shit and like. You know, then you'd party with some of the wrestlers that were there, like some of the more famous dudes. It's like. going to be fun. And now there's going to be a bunch of pros there, so it's going to be fun. And it's I'm that from the outside outskirts of uh, Washington, coming from um, probably across the country, so it's going to be fun. Yeah. So Heath said he'll be there on Saturday to cheer you on, bro. Dude, I really appreciate that, yeah. man. Where does he live now? I don't know. I mean, I've, I see him on Facebook all the time. He's, Say you know, it, Heath, so we can see it on the live. So you know, he's got the he got the wife and everything now. I think they got married, right? He's married. I don't know. Girlfriend, that. wife, oh. uh, one or the other. He's got doing it. good. Looks like he's doing good though. Gotcha. Yeah. So he said he lives in Snoqualmie. Snoqualmie. Yeah. How far away is that? That is um, forty-five minutes. Well, from here, about thirty minutes. 45 minutes away from where I live. Okay, so minutes. not too far. Yeah. What my, did he say? He said... Married in September. He got right. married last September. Last September. Oh, congratulations, Congrats, man. He, I thought so, yeah. Good job, bro. Yeah, that's what I thought through Facebook. Nice. But, dude, that's going to be dope. Yeah, so, like, go out to eat. Uh, but, yeah, with my buddy Tyler, I was like, we're definitely going out to eat. He's a foodie, dude. I'm a foodie. He's. Got, I mean, I'm kind a- of a foodie. And anybody bodybuilder is not a foodie. There's something wrong with you. I think there's so too. Wrong with you you so, gotta love food. So I was thinking. So this place, you know, maybe I'll have Lorraine order it. Um, is uh, there's this place that has deep dish pizza in yeah. Wallingford, it's Chicago. Dude, style I haven't pizza. had pizza in like. So it's deep dish. Years. Deep probably. dish, and it's so cheesy. It'll make you pass out. Yeah. You're probably gonna want to be in close to a hotel when you do it. So the cheese dude. is like this thick. Oh, it's dope. I'm like, I don't even know if I want to be around people. I just want to like go home and hide after that meal. 
No, you'll be I'll fine. Be like, as long as you go back, uh, as long as you go back to your diet like, on Monday, you'll be fine. Yeah, I'll be fine. You're yeah. right. So, I, and then just after you do your reverse, and when you until when you decide to do something again, I'm gonna definitely do know, reverse, dude. Because know, like I, I hate those uh, horror stories of people gaining. Like, I've had 30, I've had 40 30, pounds. I've uh, gained 30 pounds at 20 out of 22 shows. So I need to learn from that. Yeah, don't do what I do, please. Right. Um, there was a time on the plane where I could not breathe and I had to get an oxygen mask. Because you just had ate so much? Uh, yeah. I Or you just had been like, eating too much? I just kept eating and eating and didn't stop. I was yeah. eating, you know, um, pancake breakfast. I was eating oh, everything shit, out of my dude. friend's fridge in Alaska. And then by the time we got to the plane, my stomach was so full that I had a hard time breathing. I had to get an oxygen mask. Dude, while we're on the insane, plane bro. yeah like, so so for anybody listening this don't you, do that you, you could die yeah don't do that you, man. so they call it edema mm-hmm. so because you're not supposed to go from um you know seven percent body fat to 30 pounds heavier in, in like two weeks uh, people have done it in four days dude that's people insane. have done 50 in a week no I'll, I'll be able to get right back on my meal plan yeah. um so i did that with um christmas like uh-huh. Christmas day, so like, I dieted. I was on my meal plan. Yeah. And then uh, had Christmas here with my friends Kaylee and Steve. Okay. And you know, I just took the day off from my meal plan. Whatever, oh. whatever they ate, I ate it. The cheat meal. Yeah, yeah. They yeah, yeah. they uh, well, just a cheat day, honestly. Okay. So they had cookies. They had charcuterie board. Right. And you know what's funny is like I was so lean at the time that the day after that I woke up and I felt fine. Gotcha. It didn't even like fuck with me. Yeah, it's probably because you you've been regimented for that long that it didn't really bother you. But right, so I have the same idea. You right, give yourself like one, one, once it gets to a week though, you're in trouble. But I don't. Yeah, I don't want to turn that into like eating. Like because. I, dude, I'm just not gonna do that to myself. Like, yeah, I like I said, I'm actually very passionate about this stuff. You know, like mm-hmm. there's a reason I do it. It's like mental health. I want my body to be healthy. I want to look good. I want to feel mm-hmm. good. So I'm not, I mean, I'm not going to lie. Definitely, I want to go out with my buddy Tyler. I want to go out with you guys mm-hmm. and enjoy some food because I've been, you know, neglect, you know, not not able to yeah. do that for a very long time. And it's going to get worse over the next. Yeah, there's a bunch of burger places. There's uh, got to have a burger, there's bro. Bro- There's Broiler Bay Burgers, an yeah. old school mom pop place. There's a Lunchbox Laboratory. I mean, I fucking love burgers, dude. <laughs> I do. Yeah, burger and fries are yeah. the shit. I, you know what Rosa. else I love? Those sushi. Oh I yeah, gotta get some sushi. Oh, uh, the rolls or the the like clean sushi ones? rolls, and I oh, want the yeah. deep fried shit, dude. I want the shit. that's oh, the, not healthy. The, the tempura. Yeah, like they fucking deep fried. We had this one that was like the the bacon wrap, like bacon one and shit. Yeah. Like, dude. So that bacon so like a burger, fries, salad. some sushi, and I gotta have some ice cream. Oh yeah, Stra- that's my only strawberry goal. ice creams for me. Yeah, strawberry ice cream, and then um, a blizzard with lots of Oreos in it. Oh fuck yeah, dude. Other than that, this podcast is all about food now. <laughs> it has been a few times because you're, you're right. I think a lot of bodybuilders are foodies. Mm-hmm. It was so funny. Even like when I had Emma on, she was talking about her first show, how she really didn't a take deer. it serious enough. You know? Oh yeah, she cheated a lot. She cheated a lot. She said, and she's like, I could tell I cheated a lot. And then she got better and better as she did more shows. You know? Yeah. Uh, but she was telling me like one time it was like only a couple weeks out from her show, and she just like lost it and ate like two boxes of girl scout cookies and like went yeah went to the gym and was like crying to her boyfriend like i just fucked everything up and like 
So she said she had to work on that, you know. Oh yeah, yeah, because she's kind of a foodie too. Yeah. Um, but yeah. she was a good guest, dude. She was yeah. fun. She's yeah. sweet. Yeah. I've uh, I've never really had a chance to talk to her in person a lot, but we've always had always had good vibes and stuff. So she she so talked a lot about I coached getting... her coach so and yep. posing her... stuff. So which coach is that? That was Haley Medea. You need to get her oh, on here too. Okay. She's a lifestyle and diet coach too. So right. you know awesome woman so it's cool hearing from like the bikini competitors like how they get so influenced by certain people too mm-hmm. like who's the uh pro right now that's like that like, is it jen dory there's jen dory there's lorley chapatos there's uh janet leog um there's maureen blanquisco representing yep. all the filipinos Hell and yeah. also obviously janet janet janet's filipino too right so um so it's dope hearing more about that dude yeah and then you yeah. probably heard you probably haven't heard or heard of uh derasha no yeah derasha's a you know she's like a posing uh queen she's like uh probably the most popular uh posing coach and she's a top olympian right now okay too. she coaches uh one of my friends uh samantha bartley who just turned pro at the npc nationals you need to get her on here by the way samantha samantha will be at um i'll get Dude, I'm gonna be. I'm gonna make cards and pass up podcast yeah. cards. Yeah, podcast the, cards. Just at the uh, Emerald Cup, dude, because I would love to get all these. Uh, you yeah. just learn so much every time you have these guests. Yeah, we're on. having a seminar in, in about a week and a half on Saturday, March 11th. Yeah. Um, at the Linwood Ballroom Dance Studio, the first portion is gonna be one to two thirty. Um, all the I call it the barefoot categories. Right. The ones that don't have to wear heels, women's physique, men's physique, classic physique, and bodybuilding. Yep. And then the second portion is going to be from 3 to 4.30. That's going to be bikini, wellness, and figure. Dude, so, imagine if you had to wear heels. Um, I've had to do I, I have my own heels to demo for my to own demo client. for. I was going to say yeah. you probably had to, right? Yeah. Yeah. So because you, you do need to know how it feels and you can't teach anything. Anybody that because that's you gotta can't be model, so weird, so. dude. Like they they get their foot feet stuck in those things. Like. Yeah, and then um, they're you're at a forty five degree angle constantly for like at least thirty minutes to an hour. Yeah, for that day. So well, like think about when girls go out wearing heels, like they're out like that like all night. Yeah, and wow. they usually kick them off right, and they start wearing tennis shoes because it's so uncomfortable. Yeah, yeah, it's an interesting yeah. thing. Hmm. So. But uh, yeah, we talked a lot about food now. But uh, well, yeah. yeah, the food thing. <laughs> I I know like a lot of bodybuilders, man. They're they're into it, and just hearing like, I feel like you get strength in these stories of hearing people like how they've like messed up with food, mm-hmm. and like like ways that they've used to avoid it. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I keep telling people to use the rewind button. Yeah. You know, so like if you're about to make a mistake, just rewind. Like that's, pretend you pretend I, you made the mistake. That's a good one. You know what I'm saying? Pretend you fucked up and you just yeah. ate some shit you weren't supposed to eat, and now you feel like shit about it, and you ruined your diet, and you were like, "Man, I wish I had a rewind button. Just rewind before you put it down." That's uh, something my pastor uh, reiterated. You can do um, it for bad behaviors too. So he said, "He's like, you know, you know, like the temptation. You know, you see." Yeah see a woman or a girl out there looks amazing or whatever yeah you reiterate in your head what it would be like to make that mistake. life miserable yeah. for your wife for yourself your, your, your daughters your yeah. family the people look up to you and you you repeat that in your head that's the rewind yeah um and you're like okay that five seconds isn't so hot anymore it's being able to so, say no to temptations yeah, yeah. dude so yeah. five five seconds of pleasure of eating a cupcake is not worth it yep 
you know it's worth it having the body you want mm-hmm. you know what i'm saying like yep it, it's putting long-term goals over short-term goals mm-hmm. like that it is so weird but it's it's so true like if you think about a lot of things in <clears> life <throat> like that you start making better decisions yep you know and uh you got to be kind of ice cold about it. You can't be emotional. Oh, this is so hard or whatever. It's, it's not really hard. Yeah, and then so like you even have... It is, but it isn't. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like not hard if you just do what you just said, if you just give yourself no fucking option. Yep, and then the other part too is when you deal with either people dying in your family or deceased. So I've had that happen several times already being not only a, a competitor but also a coach and the same couple months leading up to a show like the emerald cup i've had a couple family members pass away just randomly and you still got to do your thing i mean you right. still gotta keep grinding because you can't you know, be like wow i'm emotional so i'm gonna eat this pizza yeah and then the other part is well i gotta pull out i, yeah. I can't coach these guys anymore because you know i gotta i gotta take care of the family well they wouldn't have wanted you to do that anyways because our our whole away well, the whole reason you- why we're living here, right, is is uh, to impact people. So you know you can't take your money with you when you die, right? Right. Um, but you can take good people with you. Mm-hmm. So so it's how you leave your mark, I guess. And the decisions you make will be remembered. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And that's the reason why I think um, the all this working and you know um, you know bringing people on lives or doing lives with you or um, constantly helping other people. Or going out of your way to to encourage other people, um, I think the goal is to to make as many people smile as possible before you leave this world. And I think uh, yeah. that's that's Im- impact a, yeah. people in a good way, right? Yeah. So do you want to leave your mark in a good way, or yeah. you're either gonna leave a lasting bad mark? Right. Um, I think no, it does no matter to too, man. Name, like so. I don't know. A lot of people get this weird thing where they they feel like life is just like meaningless or like I'm like I think it matters what we do. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I feel like and and if, if you feel like it doesn't just make it matter to you. Yep. You know, I'm always like telling people that like just like to find purpose just give yourself purpose. Yep. Like find something that's a good pursuit for you. Like you're saying too like work is like it's not even um it's not, even work. It's not like work for you. So it's like no. You know, it's but, only but, work when you're maybe well, working with somebody difficult. Yeah, but you know how many people they never find that mark. Like, yeah, um, they never find that thing in life that like makes them feel like that. Yep. So, you know, and there's a lot of people that. So, like, if you find that thing in life, man, you're lucky. And then, like you said, you got to be like thankful for it, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, so. you get lucky when you work hard and you're prepared. You're pre- right. You're prepared and you work hard. Um, it's not just luck, but it's mm-hmm. working hard, but it's, yeah. it's also luck. You it, know, it's yeah. like a lot of things. Yeah. It presents itself if you're ready for it. So yeah. like, uh, there's a podcast. I like watching a lot of uh, the different podcasts. I, if you look at, I am athlete or a pivot podcast, uh, with Ryan Clark, some of the old P- Pittsburgh Steelers, they had this one gal on who has her own show. Her name is Tamron Hall. Yeah. And, um, what did she say on there? She, she was like, sometimes, because we, we don't pick who we were born into. Some There's some kids that are smarter than all of us, right, that don't have the opportunities Re- resources, that we have. Resources, opportunities. Yeah, yeah. They don't, they, you don't pick the parents you're born into. So, you know, it mm-hmm. doesn't, sometimes it's a little bit of luck, too. So, but like I said, um, 
you have to recognize it when it's in front of you. So, like, if you had amazing people in front of you, like amazing mentors, whoever that is, mm -hmm. and they're put in your life for a reason, you have two options. You could blow it or you could uh, nourish it to the fullest. So mm -hmm. you have two options there. So if you nourish it, you're going to be an amazing human being. If you don't, um, you better pray another one comes. Another opportunity <laughs> yeah. or another mentor. Yeah, yeah. 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 Yeah, it's kind of like you said being being prepared when for when opportunity. So like if you stay ready and you stay prepared, dude, like it's kind of weird cuz like I've always felt like that too. It's like you know, even I haven't wrestled a match since like you know, 2016, but there's like this weird thing where like I feel like and now I have bodybuilding to like put it into, but I feel like I have to stay ready. You know what I'm saying? For always. anything. Like I want my body to always be ready or close to ready for anything. So success happens when opportunity and preparedness meet. So yeah. it might be the right situation. Like there was, I would say last year right. um, was only the second time I've ever placed in a show in the pros. So I was going up against three big genetically gifted black dudes. Yes. Um, and they're all outweigh me by at least 50 to 100 pounds. Right. And I beat two of them. And no matter how hard you were, dude, that's fucking impressive mm -hmm. that you beat two of them. Yeah, so, and they're legends, too. And these aren't just... So that's where we get talking about genetics play a role, too. There's certain things that mm -hmm. no matter how hard you work, you can't be taller. You can't be, you know what I'm saying? Nope, like, I, I'm not going to be a basketball player unless, you know, I had Spud Webb or... Mugsy Bogues' skills at five foot three, being able to dunk. Oh, dude, there's so, some. Yeah, there's some of those yeah. ones. Oh well, now, dude, there's people getting those fucking like leg, uh, like, like they're getting like their legs like enlarged or whatever, like to be oh. taller and shit. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, there's some surgery, but it it's got to be just like super painful, bro. <laughs> like stilts. Well, like they cut your fucking femur, I think, and like <laughs> extend it, so it's like that can't be. Yeah. That can't be uh, comfortable. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, that's funny. I know. It's like, I think I saw that on like, well, that was like that South Park episode where Kyle did that. He wanted to play basketball, you know. Kyle. Uh, Kyle on South Park. Oh, got it, got it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought you, they took the teachers like. I thought you were talking about somebody we knew. Oh, no, no. This was like some, this is just like South Park. But yeah. Yeah, I don't know, dude. That shit's funny. Yeah. I don't know. You just got to work with what you got, right? For sure. How's the hard things at the bar? Are, are you uh, still at the any, bar, dude? We just had this. Anything, re anything getting to you? <laughs> no, no, I'm pretty good. I, I've I've gone through that uh, uh -huh. where I kind of learned my lesson with that stuff. So I've kind of learned how to, uh, you know, because it's my means of making money. So I've learned how to, because uh, there's been some times where like, because I'm a dude that has like worked really hard in my life a lot. Mm -hmm. There is this thing where I do get this like low tolerance for like really entitled people that like. Well, you're in Redmond. Yeah. So. Well, you know, but it's like I can't expect other people you to have a lot like, of softies there. Yeah, when people are a little soft or weak or like. No, I meant Microsofties. Oh, Microsofties. Yeah. Sometimes I get a little annoyed by it, like that. It's like, God, why are you being such a pussy? Like, get <laughs> like life. There's so many worse things that could happen to you than like what you're pissed off about like mm -hmm. you're that fucking weak that like you can't even handle this minor inconvenience in your life without like blowing up and acting like a complete fucking spoiled infant you know yeah yeah 
But then I got to realize, like, you know. Did, have you? So I've worked on how, how bad has it gotten to the point where you, you had to, like, really walk out? It, Otherwise, you're going to do something you were going to regret. Right. You, I've you had to walk away that? from customers before. Okay. And I'll, I'll tell one of my coworkers, this is rare, only a few times. Yeah. I'd be like, you deal with them. I can't because I'm, <laughs> I'm going to, like, blow up. I did that one time when somebody was insulting my integrity yeah. um, at a, I think it was when I was selling, selling phones. He called me a liar. And yeah. I I literally pictured body slime. You're like, this guy. yeah, somebody else deal with this. Um, so I, without even saying a word, I just walked off and went to the back and sat down. Yeah, you got to cool off sometimes. Yeah, and my manager was like, I, I, I apologize to my manager. I said, hey, I'm sorry. I, I was about to do something yeah. that was probably going to get me fired. So right. I had to go in the back and cool off. And she's like, no, you did the right thing. Yeah, I've gotten good. So. I've gotten better at that, dude. So like, there, the only other time was like, there was this one time where this like, you know, we do like bar service or whatever. Uh-huh. And some dude like went and sat outside, you know, waiting for somebody to come to his table, but we don't have table service. Like you go up to the bar, uh, like a coffee shop. What's you, it called again? Uh, postdoc. Postdoc. So like a, like a, like a coffee huh. shop, you go up to the bar, you yeah. look at the menu, you order your beer, you take it back, you sit at your table. When you want another beer, you go up back up to the bar and order it. Mm-hmm. Well, this guy had like sat outside waiting for someone to come to his table and no one ever came because that's not how it works you know right and he came in and he was all pissed off about it and he's like well i waited for 10 minutes and nobody came and i just looked at him i was like well yeah don't do that yeah and i didn't even mean it in a mean way i just meant like don't do that come up to the bar you know yeah and he like got so offended he wrote this like review like the bartender was buff and arrogant and he like you know like buff and arrogant and i was like oh shit i'm like taking that as a compliment bro i'm like, <laughs> I'm like buff. yeah he called me buff and arrogant and i'm like well shit okay but uh you know and my boss even kind of laughed about it and then there was like another time where these guys didn't pick up their trash and i got mad at them and they wrote a bad yelp review so i realized like oh i'm like to some people kind of big and scary they're going to judge me based on my looks alone. So I'm like, I can't afford to get my job like bad Yelp reviews or like, cause everything's like that now. You yeah. know what I'm saying? So I just kind of, in the internet. I came to this realization where like, okay, these people are weaker and softer than me. I can't expect them to be like able to handle things. Like whatever the worst thing that's happened to them in life is the worst thing that's happened. They've never been through real adversity in their life. So like, you know, one little thing's wrong in their life and they act like it's the end of the world. Yeah. I'm like, that reflects on them, not me. So I was able to kind of flip that and uh, also realize like, hey, my job is a really great job. I work for a really great boss, one of the best bosses I've ever had, one of the best managers I've ever had. And I'm like, I'm not going to do anything to compromise their business. You know, and also that's where I make my money. So I've been able to like... You know, it's just not worth it at the end of the day. So I just have been, like I said, and then if it does get bad enough, I'll just walk away. Yeah. I can tell my my other coworkers, like, hey, you, you deal with that. Yeah. You know, and they'll do it because they know. Is that the worst situation you deal, deal with? Right. I mean, and Was there's... there anything worse? Uh, no, no. I mean, and there's been times where, like, I've been that person for my coworker where, like, mm. I've had a girl who works where, like, the, you know, guys are being creepy or they're making her uncomfortable. Mm-hmm. Or they're just, I can tell that she's like uncomfortable with them. So I'll just step in and be like, hey guys, what can I get for you? You know, I'll get in front of her and kind of like send her like, you don't have to deal with these guys. I'll deal with them for you because I can tell that they're bothering you. Yeah. You know, so I'll do that too. And so you can do that. You know, you can help your coworkers in that way. Yeah. But yeah. Otherwise, no, I mean, it's just like you get hit on a lot, you know. 
you get some wild some wild ladies in there. Oh, you do? Oh, yeah. Like, there was a, a big group of ladies. That, they have this, like, it was like a workout, like, postpartum workout group. So, it's, like, all these. La- yeah, so, like, after their pregnancies, oh. they, like, help each other get back in shape. So, it was this, like, big group of, like, you know, mid-20s to, like, late, like, mid-50s women. Just like all this big group, and I like just walked. Uh, they had a bunch of food there, and my coworkers like, she's like, "Will you go load me up a plate of food?" You know, because it was the back room was packed, and like I wasn't gonna eat because I'm on prep, you know. And um, I'm like, "I'll go get you some food." And so I like go back there, and it was a weird moment. Like I walked in, and they all just looked at me, and like the one lady, she's like, "Are you the stripper?" And I was like, oh, shit. I'm like, uh. And then the other lady's like, you want to get some food? It's over here. So I, like, I went through, grabbed the food, and yeah. I don't know. It was funny, though, dude. That's funny. They were just, like, you know, some wild ladies. They are having fun, bro. Was it, uh, like, you know. The uh, one was, like, a 50-year-old lady. They older? Yeah, the uh, one the one was 50. Was it, like, she was company like, party or what? Yeah, she was, like, saying something to my coworker, like, man, I'd like to have a tall drink of him or something like that. Oh, jeez. And so she was the one, I think, that when I walked in there, she's like, are you the stripper? And she was just fun. Dude, she was, like, a, I don't know, I'd say, like, mid-50s, maybe 60-year-old lady. Like, yeah. She was are, you, like, are you taking stuff off? What's that? Are you taking stuff off? Oh, yeah, I was like, you know what? How much money are you guys talking? I'm like, let's do this. <laughs> I was like, I could use some money right now. Shit, <laughs> that's what all my coworkers were like. Well, why didn't you just strip, bro? I'm oh like, I'm like, I should have, you know. Like, <laughs> I'm like, I guess I'm not above that, you know. That's funny. It was it's been slow season at work. So that 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 keeps you lighthearted when you're prepping. Oh yeah, dude. So that I like you, stuff like that. That, it's that, funny. that way, that way you're. Uh, I you're think it's uh, different when like girls get hit on by creepy dudes in a bar. Yeah. Then, like, me, if I go get hit on by some, like, funny, like, 50, 60-year-old lady, yeah. I just, that's flattering to me. You yeah. know, like, it's not, it doesn't scare me or intimidate me. Yeah. If, if a younger girl is a bartender and she gets hit on by some creepy older guy, that's well, going to... Well, that, that, it's that, different. that person's probably most likely bigger than them, so... Well, right, bigger, stronger, yeah. she, it's a that, male, she's yeah. a female, like, that's just going to be different. Yeah. So, like, you know, it's whatever. It's kind of funny, dude, like. Bars are funny to work in. I've never worked. People in get wild in bars, dude. Like, well, they're you know they're there, they're drinking, they're having fun. They just get wild. You bro. think people find each other, uh, find find their love of their life in the bar ever? I think is that, sometimes is that, is that possible? I think sometimes we see a lot of people. <laughs> we see a lot of people um, dating. Really, you know, like on Tinder dates and stuff. Oh, they meet like, at the like bar. They'll, they'll meet up and they'll be like, oh, "Are it. you? Oh, yeah, yeah, it's you. Okay, you know, like they're checking." Or, or what's this new one? It's called Bumble. Yeah, Bumble, where the girl has to swipe first. You know, gotcha. Interesting. So, know. so it's kind of nice. Well, I mean, it's nice because if you're a guy, it's like if you match with a girl, you already know she like liked you. You know, she already swiped. She swiped. She swiped first. You know, or is it something like she messages first? I can't I have remember. No idea. I've never had to be on any of those apps. So. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so uh, this is how I met my wife. Hi, how are you? I'm Mark, and your name is. <laughs> well, you—that's like the way people used to do it. And you guys were like high school sweethearts, right? College. College. We sweethearts. met. Um, actually at Bellevue Community College, just down the street from me. Well, you know, they say like there's probably some benefit to the old-fashioned way versus. Well, you learn how to communicate better because yeah, because like nowadays people don't not, know how to. You're they're, not they're, in a computer. Yeah, like people so. are scared to even talk to people in person. Yep, that's why it's weird sometimes. Uh, 
you know, when you have somebody that you've been talking to online. Um, and then you see them in person, you guys see them, especially it has something to do with bodybuilding. Right. And they're being all awkward. I'm like, hey, what's up? And they're like being all awkward. And but online, they're all like, they're super all communicated. Like, and... I was like, hey, you okay? I was like, you know yeah. what? I was thinking in my head, I was like, we need to take away these damn phones, cell phones, yeah. and these computers because people can't even look at each other in the eye anymore. No. Like, oh, hey, how, how are you? Right. It is no, bad. No dude, eye contact. Like... That's, like, that's like giving somebody a soft handshake. We, that's bad. I don't. Did like you it. know that was a pro wrestling thing? Did what? I ever tell you that? The so like soft handshake. Yeah. So like back in the day, the old school guys would do this like soft handshake. Ew. And it was yeah yeah. So Ew. it was like meant to um. So this is an old pro wrestling story. Yeah. The the old school guys would do this like soft handshake, and it was to signal to the person that if I'm in the ring with you, I'm gonna work very light and I'm not gonna hurt you. It was a worked handshake to show, like... I did not know that. So that came so, from wrestling. Then, yeah, but then, like, later on, guys like uh, Shawn Michaels and, like, uh, Scott Hall and these guys in the 90s, the guys I grew up watching, like, Bret Hart, Shawn Michaels. Bret Hart. Yeah, they were all like, why are we shaking hands with this limp fucking... They're like, fuck that. So they started shaking hands, like, Strong. firm, like how you're supposed to shake. Yeah. And they got rid of that old school, like... Yeah. wrestling handshake so but every once in a while dude you'd be in like you'd meet somebody in wrestling and you'd go to shake their hands and it would be a soft limp handshake and like because oh. they still had that old school handshake yeah and i'd just be like fuck that bro like we're yeah. shaking hands you know yeah. like, it's weird i don't know it's crazy yeah you got to have a good handshake. well you can tell a lot about somebody the way they shake your hand in my opinion so. well that's what they say dude so they're either it's either too strong too dominant you know like those guys who try to smash your hand yeah and there are people that it's just dude. What about this? So I got this girl at work. So so she go to go to give me this. She'll be like, snail. <laughs> like she'll do what? shit, or she'll be like this. She'll go like that. Do it again. She'll be like jellyfish. Why? I don't know. Cause like she just is like, that like she's a, is that she, like psych when you she's fucking with me. So like, is that like when you? So like I think we're fight. going in for a fist bump, and she's just like fucking snail. Yeah, she's fucking with me, dude. That's. All right, everybody, it is time to take a short break for our sponsors. Uh, the Nikki Free Podcast is now brought to you by Manscaped. Uh, they are the best in men's below-the-waist grooming. Their products are precision-engineered tools for your family jewels. Manscaped's performance package, the ultimate men's hygiene bundle. So join over 7 million men worldwide who trust Manscaped with this exclusive offer for you. So it is 20% off and free shipping worldwide with the code NikkiFit at manscaped.com. Uh, so the thing about it is like when you're, you know, you, you're trying to shave your balls, you got like a date or something, you know, you don't know where things are going to go, but you don't want to be like showing up all messy down there. You want to show up all clean. You want to be looking good down there. You know what I'm saying? So like. We've all done that. You get a shaver out. You go to shave yourself. And what happens every time? You cut your balls, man. And it's no good when you cut your balls. You know, you start bleeding all over your ball sack. You got blood going everywhere. You get it cleaned up. You go on the date. And, like, uh, obviously, you know, you're a high-performance male. So, like, things are going good for you in the date. You know, stuff starts going well. And next thing you know, like, one thing leads to another. But then the thing is you whip it out and, like, there's a big thing, like, you know, your, your balls are all cut up, and it's, like, all sore down there, and it's, like, such a turnoff, you know, so it's, like, 
you don't want that to happen to you, you know? Like, you don't want a big open wound on your ball sack when you're out on a date. Like, that's just no way to be. So check out the Performance Package 4.0 has arrived, and it is a game changer. So inside this package, you'll find the Lawnmower 4.0 Trimmer, which is right here. And look at these things, man. Manscaped's products are so aesthetically pleasing looking. Like the design on it, it looks like something that Batman would use. It's like so sleek. It's all black. It's just like aesthetically pleasing to look at. They've done such a good job. So this is the Lawnmower 4.0. Um, you know, the other thing that comes in the performance package is the weed whacker, nose hair and ear trimmer, because it's like, I mean, I see this all the time. You, you're talking to somebody and it's like they take care of themselves. They eat healthy. They work out. They're trying to look good and everything. But then it's like you look at their nose and it's a bunch of nose hair sticking out. Bro, take care of that. Like, why do you want to do that? Use the weed whacker, nose and ear hair trimmer, because like clean that shit up, dude. Nobody wants to see that, man. Uh, inside the package, you're also going to find the Crop Preserver Ball Deodorant because you want your balls to smell good, the Crop Reviver Toner, and then also the Boxer Briefs that come with, you know, and I'm probably going to take some scantily clad photos in these because, I, you know, you, if you've seen my Instagram, uh, the leaner I get, the more like scantily clad photos and videos I take, so I'm going to be rocking these Manscaped things, showing off the abs, trying to look sexy online. I'll be taking some videos in these. It also comes with the travel bag so you can carry it all with you so that when you're on the go, you know, you got to be looking good when you're on the go. So uh, let's talk a little bit about the Lawnmower 4.0. This trimmer is the future of grooming and dare I say the greatest ball hair trimmer ever. It's a fourth generation trimmer. It features cutting edge ceramic blades to reduce grooming accidents thanks to the advanced skin safe technology. The Lawnmower 4.0 is waterproof. It also has an LED spotlight. So when you're down there doing it, man, like you can see all the nooks and crannies. It got the spotlight on it. So you're not missing any spots or anything. Uh, because it's waterproof, you can say goodbye to the mess on the bathroom floor. You can do it in the shower. You can, you know. So guys, it's time to take care of yourself. All right, look at this. Look at this product. It's awesome. Thank you, Manscaped. Um, this stuff is so great. You know, they also threw in this beard hedger, which is just a great beard trimmer. We'll talk about that another time. Uh, but this is the performance package. Um, so, yeah, you know, guys, use uh, go online, go to manscaped.com. If you want 20% off, use code NikkiFit. You will get 20% off and free shipping worldwide. So check out the performance package. It's awesome. And thank you guys so much. Uh, use code NikkiFit. Save 20%. You're really helping out the podcast. And I want to say that I was already using Manscaped before they started sponsoring the podcast. I think they're a great product. So thank you guys for picking this stuff up. Use code NikkiFit. Save 20% and free shipping. You're really helping me out. You're helping out the podcast. And thank you to Manscaped. And thank you guys. Uh, go out there. Let's get cleaned up. Let's get cleaned up. Let's not go out there all messy and stuff. We got to look good. All right, guys. Thank you. Crazy. Oh, damn it. So going back to the prep this again is uh, what is your staples? What would uh, uh, for food wise? What's the meal plan look like? Okay. So basically. Like, what do you like about it? Not what you hate. What, what do you well, like about 
To tell you the what, truth, what do you look forward to most? Okay, uh, to tell you the truth, I really like it, and I actually like being on a meal plan. Mm-hmm. Um, so for me, let's see what my favorite part. You know, honestly, my favorite is the chicken and rice. You're but, crazy. But you know why, dude? Because I got an air fryer now, and I make it really crispy. The chicken? Uh, both of it. So like, oh, okay. I cook it all ahead of time. I, I can I can handle the rice being crispy, but. I, I don't know. I prefer the chicken breast like to, to be moist. Yeah, uh, that's why I got that hot sauce, dude. So like, oh, got it. The, so, uh, so, so my thing is like, I cook everything usually like the night before, and that'll be a couple days worth. Mm. And I do the the rice and the the rice cooker and everything, so it's all done. And then I'm uh, on lean beef too, except for now on my high days, it's all white meat. Mm-hmm. So like my high carb days, there's no fats anymore. Right, which makes sense, obviously, but. Uh, so for me, I like to get the chicken and the rice like really crispy where it like crunches a little, but then you put that hot sauce on it and, and it, it like, softens it up, softens it up. And it's kind of like, I don't know. It just that's makes like, it really that's good. like putting the sugar-free ketchup into the ground <sighs> turkey. Dude, sugar-free ketchup is the best. You think so? I love it. Gotcha. I got sick of it cause I was trying to, I was trying to get down the that. The problem 90, is it's 99%. got 10 calories though, dude. That's not bad. If That's you want to get really crazy, dude, and I don't know if I should do this now because, like, we're getting closer and closer, so I probably need less sauces, but you can take, like, chicken and rice, and you take a little bit of that sugar-free syrup. Do you ever use the syrup? Uh-uh. So, like, that's what... Oh, the maple syrup? Yeah, maple syrup. In uh, chicken? So, listen, if you mix a little bit of the maple syrup with that hot sauce, it's yeah. like a sweet, like, teriyaki sauce almost. What? Yeah, it's pretty fucking good. Wow. Yeah. So you put syrup in chicken. I've done, I've done it, yeah. Man, that sounds that's like putting pineapples in pizza. What do you think about that? Oh, that's one of my favorite pizzas, dude. Yeah, because uh, pineapple pizza. So my pizzas, I I don't know, I don't know what it is about pineapples and pizza. I don't so like what it. you got to do is you got to get this one called the sweet swine, and so that's like Canadian bacon, pineapple, and sauerkraut on a pizza. Ooh, from where? Well, that might be just an Iowa thing, bro. I don't know. Is it? That might be a back home. Yeah, we used to get that back home. Huh. But it makes sense back home because everything, you know, we did a lot of sauerkraut. And then so are you afforded any cheat meals on this prep or is it high carb days? It's just the two high carb days now. I don't think I'm a lot. I mean, he, I don't, I think he would still give me a cheat meal, but I'm like mm-hmm. not doing it. Right. Because I, I feel like every time I do a cheat meal, it just fucks me up. Yeah. Like then I'm like feel like I'm losing ground. Yeah, it you know depends on the, depends on the person. If I get more, yeah, you're right. Because sometimes it actually resets your. It makes you like burn fat more. Yeah, it's like either way. I should actually ask him about it. It's just like I well, don't. Well, it depends on the person. Some yeah. people respond like, for example, Carlo and Nick Zabik. You know the Marine. Um, they they responded really well. They look really full and tight the next day when they right. came to. We did we did an experiment a day before the posing class with my coach Andre Scott. Um, in Portland, we went to In and Out Burger in Salem because right. we we planned to do that after we worked out at the uh, the Kamikaze Iron Gym in Salem, Oregon. That was that was pretty awesome. They had they had a great time. When I've been really lean before, and then I've had like a, a cheat meal, mm-hmm. I've woke up the next day like shredded looking. Yep. So I know that like it's yeah. definitely like. Um, but lately, I just haven't been because I I don't know. I feel like I'm getting into this good state where it's like getting really lean but then i don't know maybe i should talk to him and see what he thinks about that i'm sure he'll tell me 
But for now, it's just those two high-carb days. And then the other days are lower carbs, but there's some fats back in. Right. So some almond. Yeah. But no, I don't mind. What do you do for your... Uh, he he also added fruit in on the high carb day, like some blueber- mm-hmm. blueberries or something. Here and there, um, actually, I I do include um, a decent amount of pr- uh, fruit in everybody's diets, pretty much. So it's a little different. So it is important for digestion, I think. Yeah. Um, it's important Nutrients. for in- immunity and all that stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, I do like one of my meals. I do blueberries, oat bran, and peanut butter, yeah. um, typically, and I put. Uh, this far out, I'll put stevia and cinnamon. Cinnamon's really good for your metabolism. But I do either blueberries, strawberries, raspberries. And then another thing uh, that uh, I've been uh, using as as well as pineapples are really good. So Yeah, pineapple is good. Yeah, yeah that's like, so my, my morning meal is um, cup and a half of egg whites with spinach. I make an omelet. And then um, yeah. it's like 45 grams of uh, cream of rice. Thing. So, and then I put like uh, I've never really had cream of rice to be honest. I love it. So that's what I'd use the syrup for. Is it sweet? Or? No. So you put a little bit of that sugar-free syrup and then cinnamon and then a scoop of peanut butter, 16 grams of peanut butter, and you mix that all up and it's really good. Yeah. Um, but then, yeah, like when I get on the meal plan, I don't feel, I don't know, I don't really crave other stuff. Right. It's only if I do, like, yeah, it's, I don't know. That's why sometimes I feel like the cheat meal is not necessary. But. Yeah, it depends on the person. So yeah. some people really respond well to dense calories. Some people don't. So right. And the only way you'll know that is got to experiment a couple times for the show, and everybody's a little different. Some pe- some people, they look horrible after. After so, a cheat meal? Yeah, some people really? look, okay. whoa, what, what did you do? I did exactly what you told me to do, Coach. So what did you have? I had a burger and fries, a double burger with fries, or a triple burger with fries, and then I woke up the next morning, this is what I look like. Okay. Dude, and the coolest thing is, like, if you're really lean, and then you have a cheat meal, and then the next day, like, you look, you just, you pop, like, like pop all it. your veins, like, you're I'll popping. go to work, and they'll be like, what the fuck? And it's like, yeah, just your veins and shit start popping out, and like, I don't know, it's pretty wild. Yeah, it's a... Uh, it's just I'll be like, well, I lifted arms today, and I had a cheat meal last night. That's what's going They're like, why do you look so today? Yeah. It's because uh, you activated this hormone. It's called leptin. Leptin. So the leptin hormone is activated, so it just needed... You're Basically, your body was telling you, I wanted carbs. And, right. And then, in, you know, you lose weight or you look better the next day. It's your body rewarding. Okay. And, you, or you satisfied me, so now I'm going to make you look good. Right. And now you've done... Um, intermittent fasting right here and there i mean that's not planned though because you know it's just because you haven't been able to because uh working at a retail job or being too busy and uh i was gonna say eating and stuff so there was a while where it was like super popular and i played with it and Uh i ended up taking it like too far i was like you know like i just got like lost too or you having a hard time um going to the bathroom no it was like i i at first i was like pretty big when i started and i mean in good shape already right and then i got really kind of shredded yeah but then i I think i held the deficit too long Uh and i started like losing my muscle and shit and that was before i knew anything about bodybuilding i was just trying to be lean all the time because i was you know wrestling were you you starting yourself basically Uh. yeah 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, even my wrestling promoter was like, bro, you're like fucked up. You need to start eating. You know, he was like, <laughs> yeah. and I, I learned my lesson from that. But, but the weird thing was going to say, like, when I, when I first started doing it and it was like working, I would do like intermittent fasting. So like you haven't had any carbs for so long. And then all of a sudden you'd eat carbs and your body would just like suck, suck them up. up. And like all of a sudden, like you'd look like, and you're like natty, you know, like I was natty. And, but I would look like I was just on fucking on something. Yeah, it was crazy. Um, but yeah, that was uh, that was like 2012, 2013. Oh, wow. Were you here already or were you still in Iowa? Oh, no, I was back in Iowa. That's when I, I was still wrestling at the time. Never got a chance to ask you what, when and what, when and why did you move here? Okay, so I was working at the a bar in Iowa mm-hmm. and it was like 2017, so like... And me and my buddy at the bar, and like, so it was like two dudes that worked in the kitchen, me and another friend of ours. And we actually all lived in a house in Iowa. Mm-hmm. We ended up renting a house together. And I, I just want to tell people here, like, this is the difference. Like, it's going to make you all sad because, like, you know how rent is here. Expensive. Yeah. So, like, we, there was like three of us, me, uh, my buddy Brennan, my buddy Andrew. We were living in this house, and then Andrew got a girlfriend, and his girlfriend moved in too. So there's four of us. Oh my in this god! House. Was it a big house? I mean, it was plenty, plenty. Was it, it wasn't this place, was it? No, no, it was plenty big for us, dude. Uh-huh. And like, so there's four of us, and the total rent of the house per month was like five hundred and fifty dollars a month. What? Split that four ways. That's what oh, we were paying. Oh, twenty two hundred. No, no, I'm saying the total. Oh, rent, total? Yeah, it was five fifty here. That, no, no, this was back then. Oh, in Iowa. I was like, dang. So I'm trying to make people realize, oh, like, you're it. all fucked here. Like, the rent is crazy. Yeah. Uh, so we're paying five fifty a month, and then we split that four so ways. It's, so it's better be near the corn than yeah, near the coast. Uh, I mean, there's benefits of being out here too. Like, you, you're not gonna have a cool ass podcast or there are all these awesome people and guests <laughs> to be on it. You know, you're just gonna have a bunch of corn people, and there's cool. a lot of cool people in Iowa too. I shouldn't say that. Yeah. You probably get a bunch of cool like hunters and stuff. Have you thought about doing a show over in your hometown area, or is there any? There'd be some pretty dope guests you could get. Like I said, it'd, there'd be, there, you know, people go and travel all over just to go hunting, like white-tailed deer hunting in Iowa. Like even Dale, uh-huh. like Dale Earnhardt used to do that shit. Um, wow. But anyway, uh, to finish my story, so we were playing in this band. We were playing in a band called Sundog at the time. Mm-hmm. So it was me, my... And three of my buddies, two of them worked in the kitchen at the bar. And we start, like, um, you know, playing this acoustic rock music. We're doing, like, covers. We wrote some of our own, too. And we started playing at bars, and it was, like, a lot of fun. And so then me and the one kid were like, what if we just moved to Seattle? I think it was kind of, like, his idea. And I was wow. like... That's crazy. You know, and I, like, grew up with uh, loving, like, Pearl Jam and Soundgarden. Yeah. And, like, Alice in Chains and all this shit. So, like, I don't know. And plus, I was just at a time in my life where I was kind of, like, wanting to take a risk or a chance and, like, try something different. Because I always felt like this calling, like, there's something out there bigger for me. Huh. You know? Because I was in a small... Well, how, how big of a... Uh, what part... What pocket of Iowa fits with the whole pocket of iowa what pocket of it in was washington that? fits or is it a bigger state than i really think oh shit is it's it? they're it's i was pretty 
I mean, it's not huge. It's like yeah. smaller than Minnesota. Yeah. It's like a little square, basically. You know, oh, like got you've it. seen it. Like how many miles? How many square miles is it? Uh, we can you know? Let's look it up, dude. Iowa. How many yeah. square miles? I guarantee the population's smaller though. Oh yeah. But yeah, so it was like he's like, let's move to Seattle and start a rock band, and I'm like, yeah, let's fucking do it. <laughs> um, That's funny. Iowa square. That's funny. Miles. So Iowa is 55,857 square miles. Oh, wow. Washington State square miles. So, so um, Nick, we have this guy, Torture Room, on here. Oh, yeah. Um, Miguel Guajardo. He's a... Uh, it's a Washington 71,000. Nice, nice. Um, but, yeah, so we, we fucking... We moved out here... And uh, the the first thing we did is we uh, we ended up living with this dude mm-hmm. who uh, worked for um, Boeing. Yeah, and he like so he's so this this dude rents us this room. That's how we had. That's how we got here. Uh-huh. Um, and it wasn't a bad place. Like it had like he wasn't even home a lot, and he had this big projector screen. So we put like the PlayStation on there and shit, and like right. um, washer and dryer and everything. But then he was also a pilot because you worked for, like I said, I think you worked for Boeing and he was a pilot. Right. And so, like, one of the first times I got here, he's like, you want to go up in the airplane with me? And so he, like, took me up in this little fucking, uh, <laughs> it wasn't a Cessna. It was, like, a another one of those type of small airplanes. And, dude, it was so dope. And, like, his, yeah. bu- his buddy was learning how to fly. Yeah. And so he was, like, giving his buddy hours, and his buddy was not very good. Like, when he landed, I was, like, scared. I'm, like, holy shit. Yeah. And he's, like, he's like, I think I'll land the next one. I'm, like, yeah, let's fucking <laughs> this, is, this is when you just got to Seattle? Yeah, yeah. So, like, they even flew by, like, the Space Needle and shit. Wow. So I had a picture of, like, the Space Needle out yeah. the window of this little plane. Were you already all moved, or were you just testing the waters? No, we were. I was already moved. I was oh. living with this dude, and he got was it. a pilot. He was the guy that we rented the room from. Oh, and uh, he uh, also he had these two Teslas, dude. So like when I first moved here, I got to drive his Teslas a lot. Oh, nice! I've never been in a Tesla to be honest. Dude, they're insane. It's like, like the quietest thing ever. Oh my god! But they're so fast. They're uh, electric cars, right? Yeah, yeah. You feel like you can just like fucking wow. right around everybody because like. So he would rent his cars out on this Turo app. And so, like, I would have to clean them and get them ready for the next person that would pick them up. And he would pay me to do it. Mm-hmm. And uh, But then when, when he would need to go get it worked on or something in Seattle. Yeah. So we were in Kirkland. And so he would drive one of the Teslas. I would drive the other one. So I got to, like, drive to Seattle in this Tesla all the time. And it was like, wow, dude, it was fucking insane. That's awesome, dude. I was like, I want to have a Tesla someday. And then so and I after still that don't. you were like, you'll, you'll have one. Yeah. Keep doing what you're doing. Yeah, yeah. Keep doing. Um, fuck. So after that, did you f- just fall in love with the area or? Not really. Gotcha. <laughs> no. When so, I first moved here, I didn't like the area. I'm was like, it the people or? I'm like, These people are fucking weird. Was it Bellevue? You know, now I like so many of the people here. What, was it in Bellevue or Redmond? Uh, it was Kirkland first. And you then, went straight to Kirkland? Yeah. No wonder. Right. And so the weird thing was, until I found the bodybuilding community, I didn't really... It's not like I didn't like the people. It's just like, I'm from Iowa, dude. You yeah. don't realize how different moving into a different state people are. 
And so, like, you move here and all these people are, like, you know, yeah. to me, they're kind of weird. I'm like, what's up with these people? Um, do you know um, Miguel Guajardo from Torture Room? No. He's the guy who does the – he works on a lot of Olympians with a deep soft oh, tissue okay. massage. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He'll be in um, – He'll be in Seattle or uh, the body shop on... Uh, is that the thing you shared? March 31st. Dude. So this is what he said about the Tesla. Going back to the Tesla, he goes, Tesla's are Tesla's awesome. Their battery life sucks. Very bad investment. But awesome to drive. Fast. He's right, actually. Quiet, but quiet, you know. He's yeah, like, he's right, I think, about the battery. Like, I don't want to be tied down to these batteries charging yeah. stations. Like, yeah. So if I ever, you know, if I do ever get super successful... When I don't, I don't when so when I do get super <laughs> six that's right you are supposed to do that yeah uh, when I get super successful I don't necessarily think a Tesla is you know I'll probably have many vehicles so maybe what do you mean a, a a Bentley or a Bugatti or a Aston Martin oh dude that's tough so if you had to pick one I mean I'm too big for fucking luxury vehicles dude just get a Hummer then yeah well, or a G or a G wagon. I'm definitely going to get, like, a Ford Raptor. Oh, I dang. I don't know why. I just oh. like those cars. Or I like those trucks. But. Can you build a car? Um, no. Oh. I know how a, a, an internal combustion engine basically works. Okay. But not a new one. <laughs> like, my dad used to build race cars, dude. Like, oh, that's cool. So, like, when I was a kid, my dad was a hobby stock dirt track race car driver and they called him Rocket Rod Friedhoff. Oh, jeez. The Rocket. Rocket Rod Friedhoff. Rocket it, Rod. It rhymes. His name was Rocket Rod. And it rhymes. And he was, like, really good driver. And, you know, he kind of, he had a, the uh, there was another guy that, that was, like, the owner of the car and everything. And my dad was the driver. And they had a good team. He was number 44. Mm-hmm. Um, but then he kind of gave it up because, you know, he had kids and everything. But then there was one time when I was, like, in high school he decided to race one more time it was like 2003 you know so i'm in high school at the time and so he built a car again and that time i was able to actually kind of help him because i was in the you know yeah when the first time when he raced i was a little kid i didn't know what was going on you know so like right it was pretty dope that he he did one more last hurrah and so i got to help him with that so i learned a little bit about cars but now i'm not like my dad's a fucking motorhead dude (laughs) Like, he could fix, like, not cars now, but, like, everything. You know, carburetor, the the old fucking, like... He uh, can do a lot. Yeah, the old Chevys, like, the small blocks and everything. I mean, dude. Right. Like, he's... He even now just, he fixed up a car and fucking renovated it. It's just dope. <laughs> and he'll send you, like, a fucking... He'll send you, like, a video of the engine running. Mm-hmm. And he'll, like, you know, fucking do the thing on the carburetor that makes it, like, fucking... Uh, it's like, wah bah, wah. It's yeah, just yeah, like, yeah. And he's always like sending these aggressive videos of just like, yeah, yeah. you know, just Man, you got that down. You could, you could be a, you could be a sound guy. Oh, fuck yeah, dude. And it's always makes this like, like this fucking it's like the crackling road, noise. It's like dude. a roadrunner or something. But that's like his shit, dude. So like, that's his thing. My dad, yeah. you know, he loves that shit. Engines. Like he hates fucking new stuff. Yeah. He's oh, like, yeah. Which he's like old me. school everything. Which reminds me, are your parents supportive of you competing and stuff? Or are they going to be here? You know, dude, they're back in Iowa. They don't really. Is that very conservative? They don't really like pay it. They don't. I don't know. They don't really. Is it Amish? <laughs> nah, kidding. it's like I don't necessarily know that they. 
get this kind of stuff. Yeah. Like bodybuilding. Yeah. Or like any of the stuff I'm doing, the it's podcast. A, it's a like, pretty, pretty rural area, right? Yeah. Uh-huh. So basically, if you're somebody that does anything outside of just getting a job at like a factory, moving into a house, starting a family, uh-huh. like if you do anything outside of that norm, like they just can't comprehend it. Right. So like I'm, you know, I was always like chasing my dreams, pro wrestling, music, like they just don't really get it. I don't know. Like they're, they're great parents. I love them. But like, yeah. I don't think they've said one thing about like, oh, you have a bodybuilding show coming up? That's awesome. You know, like they just yeah. don't pay attention. It's like out of yeah. their world. They, it's think, like, they think it's, you know, it's just a, li- they think, uh, oh, um, is it a powerlifting competition? Yeah, it's like they just don't really get it. And they don't yeah. really, I don't know. I don't, I don't really, I don't know what they think, honestly. I don't yeah. really, that we don't really talk about it. Dude. Like, Will they be coming? Nah, they wouldn't go to something like that. They never went to my wrestling shit either. Just uh, friends and family and stuff? I think they went to one of my wrestling matches once. Okay. Um, But I have so many friends that are super supportive. Dude, I'll have so many people there. Yeah. Like, that's one thing in life I'm super grateful for. Like, I've always had super good, supportive friends. Yeah, yeah. Uh, So, back home, though, I do have two of my buddies. I always give them a shout-out, Stevie and Mickey. Uh, you know, we always have a text thread running and, and I stay really close with those guys are like my ride or die dudes, you know, that's like, cool. so they're, they're up on everything I'm doing. And then of course, like my wrestling promoter, uh, from when I used to wrestle his wife. Is that in Iowa? Yeah. Okay. My buddy, James Jeffries, his wife, okay. Nicole, like I have this insanely amazing support system, dude. Mm-hmm. Like I'm so lucky with my friends, you know, like, so yeah, it's cool. But, um. Well, that's my goal. I'm going to get so successful, then, like, my family will kind of understand. They'll, like, get it then. You know, yep. it's like... That's what you got to do. You just got to prove it, you know? That's like, how you win. Yeah. That's yeah. how you win. You keep doing it, even though nobody else is out there. It's like you're the only one out there. You're the only one behind closed doors. It's right. what you do behind closed doors, too, so... Yeah, and sometimes, dude, you just have to, like, do it for yourself, right? That's the same thing. You don't need that validation. Yes, uh, that's how entrepreneurship works, you know? Ain't nobody gonna get it for you but yourself. So well, and even like you know, I I I can't remember. It was another entrepreneur we both would know, but he shared this thing where it's like, yeah, you know, it was this funny thing about like you know, this is what it's really like being an entrepreneur. Like basically, your friends and family don't give a fuck. They're almost rooting against you, even. Yeah, you know, like that's how you have to have that mentality, dude. Yeah. Like you have to do it. Like you have to prove it to people. Yep. And and I think it's like you can like. Like you said, if you start getting down that negative path, like, oh, nobody's really caring about me or nobody cares about what I'm doing or that's like some negative shit. You don't want to go down that path, you know? Yep. That's like, all you like can you do. You don't need so that much. validation from those people. Yeah, so that's all you can do. It's uh, the only people that matter. And uh, my friend Josh um, Bulls on here, uh, another pro of mine, he's also a fellow coach. I'm sure he yeah. resonates with this, that the only people that matter is your wife yeah, and your kids and your mentor and right. that's probably right. it and anything outside of that is extra mm-hmm. anything outside most of the time it's just that so it's a person that's you know recalibrating your life constantly right whether that being your friends you know if you have a good circle of friends and you have a small Super group lucky. of fr- friends yeah. that have to say hey mark you're you're going a path that has nothing to do with our values so you either pucker up 
or yep. we are no longer friends. You know, it takes a lot of guts to say. Dude, having like friends, friends like that is like the most valuable thing. Yep. Like the friends that'll be honest with you if you're fucking up. Mm-hmm. Like that's how you know who's not your real friend. Mm-hmm. Like I even say that too. Like I almost get mad when people are like, "This is my own thing." I, I get mad when people are not pushing me to be better. Right. I'm like, do you even say, fucking care about is me? It, is it okay? It's okay. Just go have a drink. Ugh, go no. go eat. Right, Josh? So, because you're uh, how many weeks out from show? Uh, you, um, It's okay. You can you can have some punset lumpia from, you know, your yeah. in-laws. Or you can have a burger. You can have a cheesecake. You can have you can have a key lime pie. It's okay. You look yeah. good anyways. Yeah. So, what? It's not going to hurt you. The people that tell you to take it easier and relax, yeah. Yeah. they are the last fucking people I want around me. Yep. I want the people that are like... You are have so much more potential than this. You need to work harder than you are now even. Yep. Even if you're already working hard, I want that person that tells me, you know what, you can do better though. Yep. You can do more. That's like my real friend. And that's like my friends, the, the, the ones I was telling you about. That's them. Mm-hmm. If I start complaining or some shit, they will fucking call me out, dude. Yep. Yeah, shout out to Josh too. Like he's um, Actually, he's um, Emma's coach now. Yep. Yeah, yep. which is yep. pretty dope. Yeah, we got to get you on here, bro. We got, you know, it's going to be comedy. I got to we got to get him on here solo first and then we'll get him and me. We have so many yeah. crazy stories already. I've barely known this guy for a year and yeah. we already have so many crazy stories. Dude, he's so, huge. Dude, yeah, he dude's looks, a big dude. He looks like Superman. Superman. Yeah. It's like you could Clark wear Kent. you could wear a tie, but see Josh doesn't look nerdy though. So he's just he looks cool with glasses on though. So well, I mean Clark Kent looks cool too. Like, yeah, yeah, he's So I'm gonna dress like Batman. Though. Are we gonna dress like Batman? Yeah. What who, would I be? Who Ro- are you gonna be? Robin. Right. You don't want to be Robin, dude. No, come on. Well, who am I gonna be? I mean, shit. I don't know, dude. I What's can't you? be the Hulk. I'm gonna be like a five foot Hulk. Who are your favorite superheroes? The Hulk. Um. Shoot, I actually resonate with Shazam. Remember Shazam. Shazam. Is he the kid that like? Yeah, it's the the guy with the the red and um, yeah, yeah, yellow yeah. logo. Yeah. Um, it was an old cartoon back in the early 80s. Right. So this is what Josh said. This was really cool. He said, validation is just another way for people to control and influence you, who you are as an, indivi- as an individual. Uh, you don't need validation ever. It's your life. Don't live it for validation. So that's dope. That's some good advice there. Yep. So a lot of us are, you know, al- like I said, a, lon- a loner in the sport. And as an entrepreneur, you're some- sometimes... You're the only one you're that's alone. working. Mm-hmm. And then everybody else doesn't understand what you're doing. You know, you're doing this for your family. You're doing this for your own, you know, your your, to your kids, your their grandkids, and their kids, kids, kids. Right. Um, you know, you know the, the only thing they'll remember is all the great places that, and memories that they had. Like, I'm uh, doing it you. for kids I don't even have yet, dude. Yep. It's because, like, if I have kids, I want to give them everything. Josh said Captain America for life. (laughs) Dude, he is Captain America. That fits him perfectly. I mean, I'm surprised he hasn't just, just because, just already, just through bodybuilding, he hasn't gotten any, like, anybody recruiting him for, like, an extra or something. Because he, dude, he should be in a movie. I'm not lying. You you do look like you're a superhero, bro. So, I, 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 I'd look like you more like Tattoo in uh, Fantasy Island, you know, that little midget. Oh, fuck (laughs) that, dude. No, no. Dude, my favorite superheroes are Batman and Wolverine. Those are my two. Oh, favorites. nice. Yeah. Nice. I don't know why. Batman's the best. Batman. 
I don't know. There's something. He's all like moody and goth. So the the version of Batman that I liked the most was uh, <laughs> Miguel's on here too. Michael um, Keaton. Uh, Michael Keaton, 1980, Dude. with Kim Basinger. Yeah, that's the OG. So I don't know. That was the most carved up Batman I've ever seen. He's so. like, I want you to do something for me. <laughs> I want you to do tell all your friends about me. Oh, uh, and uh, Miguel said Spider Man all day. Hey, so. Spider Man. Which one though? Toby. Um, so. Which uh, which uh, Spider Man, uh, Miguel? Was that Toby? Toby Maguire. Or what's the second one? Let's see. And then who's the new one? Tom Holland. Who's the other one? The other one was good I, too. I don't keep up with Spider Man much. Maybe this you know what's weird? Him. They actually were all really good. Gotcha. Uh oh, these guys are having a conversation on your little debate with superheroes, which is cool. So Dude, we started a superhero debate. This I is what uh, Josh said. So I mean, bodybuilders were kind of superheroes in a sense. I mean, depending on your height. <laughs> I, I think so. Um, so it's, uh, Josh said, playing off y'all's topic. It's come on, Josh. You're too, typing too fast, bro. Um, what did he say? He said it's about legacy. What you want to be remembered for, and those who remember you the most will be your family and those life lives you change once again. Yeah, that's good, dude. That's I great love stuff. That, man. And uh, that's what we we're saying earlier. Like it matters what and, you do in life. And then, like with what Miguel is doing, like, dude, Josh, you got you got to meet Miguel. What Miguel? He he's quite the story. Um, so. Um, he was a guy from Tri Cities in Kennewick, you know, just um, you know, make I think it was his second stab at being a massage therapist. Right. He got connected with Missy Truscott, an Olympian, and now he's working on the Olympians in Vegas. Fuck, dude. That's quite the story. So that's a classic example or of shitting on your connections or taking full advantage of it and being grateful and recognizing that opportunity. So kudos to uh, Miguel there. Yeah. For real. So, yeah. Showing that appreciation. Yeah. Yeah, being thankful is such a thing, dude. Like, oh, man. It changes everything when you show gratitude for stuff. Yep, for sure. It just, like, everything changes. The way you think about the world changes. How people receive you changes. It's like I said, like, uh, you know, with talking about work, like, why I do, you know, I don't ever want to, like, get into it with customers because, like, I work for some pretty awesome people, dude. So like I said, I want to represent them the best way I can. Yeah. And what is me like fighting with a customer? How does that that like I said, that that, that 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 says more about the customer than me if they're shitty, you know, like Yeah. Damn, this uh, yeah, you gotta get Miguel on here. When he comes here to Bellevue, you gotta get him on here. He's he literally said um he was homeless when he came up with the opportunity the torture room theory. I'll never forget where I came from. That's crazy. Yeah, yeah you got to get Miguel on here. That's like the ultimate yeah. story of an entrepreneur, dude. Yeah. Like, people don't realize that's how close it is sometimes. Like, For sure. Josh is quite the story, too, him and his wife. Um, they're all they're Air Force. They moved from Texas. Yeah. Yeah, they're both Air Force. No way. And he'll explain to you what PCS is. I think it's uh, where you transfer for somewhere else for military-wise. Yeah. And you really don't have a choice of where you transfer to so right we'll get him on here sometime he was going to be on one time he had uh something came up yeah yeah, yeah yeah but uh yeah he'd be an awesome guest and it's cool yeah he's like uh coaching uh emma she said that's his her new coach mm-hmm. good dude good yeah dude. good dude that's a that's a good combination he, he should young. be he should be in a freaking movie though dude you hear that like josh you should, be, some you, should, you should be in a movie bro so like he looks like the type that would be like 
don't know. He he, yeah. do, he definitely looks like a Superman type. So definitely a superhero for sure. See, he won't get off here because he said he he's a he's trying to go home uh, from the gym, but he loves being on 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 our uh, live here. Nothing compares to Whoa. Miguel's story. Crazy inspirational. Well, yeah, he was homeless. Well, Josh, you have any questions for us or anything? Or? I have a question for Josh, but he can if he has any questions, I'll I'll have him ask you. Right, right. Here. Say what's up, Josh. What's up, Josh? That's kind of cool. That's the cool part about having the live thing going, dude. Yeah, because you have somebody talking to you. Some people, some uh, some feedback, and yeah. What's he saying now? He said, "Ask the questions." (laughs) And somebody said, "Oh, the torture room." Said, "What's Josh's story?" Josh's story. He married a. He married a hot Filipino woman um, from Texas, and I don't know how he got her. I'm just kidding. Dude, I love you, Josh and Alexa. Um, that's freaking hilarious, bro. I don't know how you got her. Maybe because he's huge. No, because he looks like Superman. He looks he like fucking Superman. It's like Alexa said, you look like Clark Kent. That is, I'm marrying that guy right there. Yeah, she liked so. that. <laughs> what did he say? What did he say? She liked that Henry Cavill thing. Josh, don't beat me up, man. I'm currently writing it. (laughs) He's writing... Wait, how are you writing a question on on a phone? Or are you writing it down on a notebook? Dude, we're writing a screenplay for you (laughs) to be a superhero. Uh, Oh, Miguel's having a... A feast here. Uh, Miguel's in Vegas right now. So, dude, in Vegas, fucking so, dude, was did... homeless at one point. That's an amazing. You know story. who he works on now? He works on Jay Cutler, Missy Truscott, Jeremy Bundia. I mean, that that's just a few names. Dude, um, that's yeah. That is wild. And, uh, I'm not gonna lie. I'm a little scared of, so. of getting massaged. Yeah, with uh, Miguel. So Josh said, he said, what's my story? So I said, I'm currently writing it. Oh, oh I thought he's you were li- living. He's living. Oh, he's living. My bad. Yeah. My bad. I, I am prep brain right now, Josh. And he's in prep right now, too. How many weeks out are you, Josh, from this? So he's in prep for a Utah show. Dude, um, that's sick. Yeah. This dude's going to make it to the Olympia. I'm, I swear to oh, God. Oh, 100%. So he's like your height, I think. Yeah. Right? What is, how much do you weigh, Josh? I don't know. He'll tell you. Like in your bulk versus during a show. His bulk's like 7,000 calories maybe. Holy <laughs> shit, <laughs> I can't read it. Let me see. He said... Oh, no, he's still, he's still, it's still the same it's thing still on the here. same thing, okay, okay. He said he's still writing it, of course, but I know what he means. He's, he's writing his story, dude. Yeah, We're yeah. all writing our story. Yeah, yeah. It's just what story do you want to write, dude? Yeah. I feel like you can change your story, too, you know what I mean? For sure. That's like what you're talking about, like, every time you make those decisions, you know? Yep. You can basically choose to, like... It's funny, because we have another dude... Um, his name is Jesse. He's one of the people on Team Renovation. He posted something about that where it's mm-hmm. like, it's like you know what the right answer is. Yeah. You know, like you know the right answer is to like, you know, not eat the pizza or not, you know, like, you know, not stay up late or do this. You just, you just have to like do the right answer. You know, like you have to do the right thing. It's right. It's like so it's hard, but it's not hard really. Yep. 
if you take out like the emotional part out of it, it's like actually simple. You just have to do the thing you're supposed to do. Right. You know, but it's weird. But it's hard to do that because people get emotional about it. Like I've had friends that are like, I've had friends that are like, um, you know, like they'll have a bunch of excuses about like why they can't get in shape or this or that. And like, yeah. oh, you know, or they'll tell me like, oh, I, I think it's a, I have a thyroid problem and stuff. And it's like, you just told me how you're going home and baking cookies and like you're drinking beer all the time. Like you don't have a thyroid problem. You know, yeah. it's like, it's weird, dude. Like people like. I don't know. People tell themselves a lot of stories, I think. Yeah. You know? Yep. You just got to encourage them. What do you do with a, what do you do that? So here's another question. What do you do with a a client that just keeps, they're not being consistent? And so like, how do you even like, if you have a client, you're doing their meal prep. I'm very forgiving. You Um, have to be, I I give a lot of chances, um, you know, um, for people, it's just... You uh, just try to encourage them? You just try to encourage them. Um, anybody else would probably cut them off. They were like, you know what? I, I don't think this is going to work. Right. You know, I'm just taking your money. And I'm, you know, I, I don't feel right taking your money if you're not doing exactly what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Um, but, you know, other people are different, you know, so... Well, I would say, you know, try to keep encouraging them. It just, I feel like as a coach, it would be hard to... Even mm. know if you need to raise their calories, lower their calories. At, you know, like yeah. if there's no consistency, how do you even like plant? You know, it's like yeah, yeah. To so, to even see what's so happening. The one of the, a lot of the times, sometimes you have a client you're chasing a lot. Yeah, if you're chasing them, that's probably um, the wrong. Um, it's just not gonna work. You know, not a good fit. Yeah, it just depends if they're if if they're just downright negative too. That's another part. If they're yeah. They're just down in the mouth. I can't have I can't have anybody around that. Or I just don't you know, It'll kind of bring the whole team down. It'll bring the whole team down, but I I actually you know, sometimes I, you know, it gets to a point where I don't even invite that person anywhere cuz they're just going to be um right. kind of like a, you know, a negative Nancy, right. you know, and they're going to bring the whole vibe down, you know. So but that's one thing. Then the other thing is Man, yeah, at some point I was like, hey, maybe maybe competing's not for you. Maybe you just want to just work out and just get in shape. Right. Um, you know, you don't have to compete. And then I try to trick the pressure off of them. No, 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 no. Actually, I'm going to do this. And then sometimes they step it up, sometimes they don't. But most of the time, the people who work with me, they, they've stepped it up. So that almost pushes them to step it up even more. Yeah. Because so you're like, like, hey, hey, you don't have to do this. And I was like, like, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? I'm going to do it. Yeah, yeah. Like, it almost, like, lights the fire under him again. Yeah, so it uh, gives him a little encouragement. Yeah. So I am a little bit forgiving. Um, you know, I don't really lash at people unless, you know, they're, like I said, if they're, if it has something to do with your family or money mm-hmm. or integrity, then that's that's a different story. Yeah. But if they're just doing it to themselves, I mean. Yeah, you just, you know. I feel like that's the best thing to do is just stay, you know, positive and try to encourage them, like, mm-hmm. Because I've, you know, I've had some friends like that where, they, you know, sometimes it just takes people a long time to make a good change, you know, mm-hmm. or make a healthy change. Um, yep. But what, what is it for you? Like, why did you get into uh, personal training? Is it because you, like, being around the team that you've been around, you want to be able to provide that same thing for other people? or? Yeah, for me it was like, 
I've just been lifting for so long and I was like, you know, kind of like you said, it's something I'm passionate about. Like, so I love my job at the bar. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, and uh, it's, I'm super thankful I got in the bar industry, but at the end of the day, like, man, I'm not very passionate about the bar. If anything, I actually think it's sad that people drink, you know, yeah. like it's like yeah. a lot of people aren't really happy that are drinking. It's like, it's a drug at the end of the day. And so it's like, you know, almost a little bit, you know, not what I'm about. You know, I want people to like make improvements in their life and become healthier and happier. And like, you know, there's nothing wrong with a little drinking here and there too, but yeah, it's not, like I said, it's not something I'm passionate about. So Mm -hmm. I thought, you know, if I could eventually have my career going towards something I actually care about where I feel good about what I'm putting into the world. So like, you know, if I'm giving a, an alcoholic a beer, I don't necessarily feel great about that role in the world, you know, like, right. like it's not my fault. They're, that's their choice. And I'm all about free freedom of choice and everything, you know, but if I'm helping somebody get in shape when I know what it's done for me, in my mental health, in my life, and in my confidence, and how much it's made my life better, and I can help somebody else achieve that, I feel like, to me, that's such a a valuable thing, and it makes me feel good, you know? Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where it came from for me, is like, I feel more aligned with those values of, of helping somebody than I do feel mm-hmm. aligned with the value of serving drugs to people you know it's like right because at the end of the day and i'm like hey i like drinking it's fun but it's a drug you know you gotta be realistic about what it is right and it's kind of like anything what what's your reason for doing it are you doing it to celebrate then that's cool you know or like hey are, we're gonna go do this bodybuilding show if we have a whiskey afterwards like right. that's we just worked our ass off we're gonna celebrate that's a good thing right. are you doing it to numb the pain of your life every day then it's not, I don't feel so good about serving it to you. you know? Right. But, you know, it's uh, it's whatever. But, I mean, there's still ways in which you can, like, add value to people's lives even in that situation. Like, if I got people in the bar and I just listen to them and I can be like, you know, because sometimes we're like psychologists, like, in the bar, you know, you listen to people's problems. So you can still give value or you feel good about what you're doing, you know. You're still, like, helping people in a sense. But to me, if I could, like, do that with fitness and helping people in that sense, it would be a lot lot more fun, you know. So that's kind of where that came from for me, dude. Yeah. That's awesome. Yeah. Never never knew that about you. So Yeah. Oh, totally. Cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't know, dude. I just want people to be happy, healthy, feel good, look good, achieve things, you know. Like, what's your biggest fear? Um, cause I know what mine is. Okay. I'll tell you, there was something that happened last week. Um, yeah. my biggest fear is not being able to help the person that should have. Yeah. Um, so a week before last week I got contacted by, um, a friend of, a um, a friend of one of my daughters who, who was a coworker, right? right? Her husband wanted to be a bodybuilder. I was like, yeah. So he said, I got your, I got your number from, you know, your, uh, your uh, daughter's um, coworker. I'm the husband. You know, I'm interested in bodybuilding. Yep. Hey, I'm out of town right now. I'll be back on Monday. And then I followed up with him on Monday. He was supposed to call me, 
and then I'm, hey, uh, just checking ch checking on you. Um, you know, we were supposed to, you know, um, rub elbows, connect, whatever. And his wife messaged me from his phone, and he took his life. So oh, that, fuck, if there dude. if there there's any regret that I have, yeah, um, like not reaching out. Maybe more. I, maybe I was too late. I don't know. Um, but no, he reached out to me. And then he was like, uh, I'll be out of town. I'll be back next week. And then I was like, okay. So I was, I set a Dude. meeting for Monday and I just shot him a text. And all of a sudden his, he's like, Hey, this is uh so that's why sometimes it's, it's really important that you take advantage of being able to help the people. You know, you don't know what's going to come out of it yeah. on each person. So, so, so the, that actually woke me up a little bit. I mean, not a little bit, but a lot. I was like, wow, you're, this is bigger than just yourself. So had I maybe, I don't know if he got a hold of me sooner, sooner maybe that wouldn't have happened. So, I mean, you can't blame yourself for anything. No, that you can't blame like yourself that, for that. But, but at the same time, you, you know, it's like, that's why I act the way I do. Maybe I shouldn't say no to this person that I could potentially help mm -hmm. because, um, it might impact their life. And then the person that's, been impacted by their life is going to get impacted and that person's life impacted somebody else's life it's going to lead to a lot of things so you just never know where it's going to go so that's why, like uh, i have like having no regrets right um so i used to put off stuff all the time yeah and that um you know that's why it took me so long to get to where i was so it took me 15 right. years to go pro but at the same time in bodybuilding it's the only thing i've really ever finished i started right because most of us start and we never finish so there is this value and i found it too as i get older mm -hmm. in finishing things yes it was like um you know even when i did the the, the album with my band loudhead yeah I was not really happy playing music anymore. I was I was more wanting to get into fitness again. It was because I wasn't wasn't feeling good, you know, like, and the music thing just wasn't doing it for me anymore. But I was like, I have to finish this album. I can't start something, and that was a huge thing for me. Right. And now, like, following through with this show is a big thing. There's something about finishing things. Same with like when I studied and got my NASM certification. I'm like, I have to finish it. I have to complete it. There's like something about that. Um, so so it took you a while to kind of like understand the value of that, huh? Um, well, like I finishing mean, things. I, yeah, well, uh, I think uh, what I got from, you know, working with guys like Turk Fickling, Andre Scott, Matt Porter, Sean Calder, my original coach, uh, Dave Thomas, is we always finish things. Right. So um, before that, when I was in high school, I think I quit everything. I yeah. started and didn't finish. And then I started a business with my wife and didn't finish that either. And so at that point, it's like everybody's like, when are you going to actually follow through with something? So It's easier on, to not finish, dude. That's where, that's where um, my heart lies with bodybuilding is because yeah. uh, that's where I finished. And I finished over and over and over and, and over again. And you're still doing it to this and, day. And man. I teach people the same thing i teach yep. people how to finish and can it impact their whole life yes it can um can it impact the rest of their life yes it can because it does teach you discipline mm -hmm. um if you can do that to yourself um you can you can do anything um, you can use that in so many different areas of your life too man discipline yep 
And that's part of like finishing things. Yeah, I would do that too. You know, I think we get scared of things. It's easier to not finish because then it's like we're so scared of failure, but you have yeah. to fail. But see, the thing is you quit and I'm like, what are you going to do? Hide from your loved ones? Hide from your friends? Um, mm-hmm. The key thing is finishing. So that's like half the battle. That's the I think that's the lesson behind shows Right. is the half the battle is finishing. Mm-hmm. Just like you're there. You did the tan. You're on stage. You did the whole diet. You did what Jordan told you to do. Yeah. You did what Mark told you to do. Mark did what Andre told him to do. Um, and when you finish, there's nothing more satisfying. Because the whole process is kind of, you feel you're tired. You're exhausted. There's days you don't want to do it. There's a lot of days you don't want to do it, but you do it anyways because you know yeah. what the end result is going to be. And then when you get there, it's like you feel like Superman. It's like when you go into the gym, you feel like shit. Yeah. And then when you go out, you feel amazing. It's like, I'm glad I did that. Every single time. There's not a person that will tell you that they felt shitty after going to the gym. Dude, there's days when I wake up and I feel like shit. Mm-hmm. Like my body's sore and I'm just like, all I want to do is get back in bed and sleep. Mm-hmm. But when I after I go to the gym, I feel amazing. Yeah, yeah. Like my body feels good. My aches and pains are gone. I don't know. It's, uh, yeah, I think you're right. Yeah. There's a lot of value in that, dude. Um, just doing the stuff you don't want to do because it's good for you. But, yeah, I'll do that where you, you go to the gym, you always feel better afterwards. Yep. At least I do. Yep. Um, there is a lot of value in doing stuff even when you don't want to. Like, even like this podcast, like, I could have quit, you know, how, how many episodes ago. Like, well, it's too hard. I don't want to do it, you know. But you just have to keep doing it. Yeah. Even when you're like, oh, I don't feel like it today or I don't feel good. It's like, nope, just do do the thing, man. Do do the thing. Yep. You know? We should do one more after this um, to see what transpired after the show and we could have all these funny stories. We we'll have about. to do one after the show because, like like you said, we're going to go out to eat and everything. We're going to have some mm-hmm. stories. Mm-hmm. It's going to be, I don't know what to expect, but like you said, I'm just going to listen to the guys like you, my coach, uh, Mm -hmm. the people that have done it uh, before me and take the advice from them. Mm -hmm. And that's my plan for the show, dude. Yeah. So I'm going to eat probably everything, to be honest with you. My wife makes this amazing strawberry rhubarb pie. Oh, yeah, dude. Um, Strawberry pie, and then I like mixing uh, strawberry ice cream with it. And yeah. then I'll probably mix. I'll, I'll probably slap pizza on top of it. Just get, get just kind of for disgusting. good measure, dude. Just gets disgusting. Yeah. And then burger and fries from one of the burger places nearby. Maybe a steak and potatoes. I'm, I can't go on. I can go on and on, bro. And maybe a shrimp scam, a shrimp scampi or a chicken scampi. Maybe you should go with us when we go for our food day. <laughs> uh, when I go maybe, with Tyler, maybe, dude. Like, maybe, maybe. Yeah, maybe. man, that's yeah. gonna be fun. So, well, man, I think we're at like two hours if you want to call this good. Yeah, so yeah, yeah that's why I was asking, uh, saying so we can talk about more um, of what transpired after the show or we we could probably, if we can do a live at the show and go through, make a... I, I think make we a, probably could, Make actually. kind of a vlog for the weekend. It's like, yes. hey, hey, Mark, do you feel like shit? Yeah, I feel like shit too. Does he feel like shit? He looks good though. He feels like shit though. <laughs> Yeah, they say that. Is that yeah. true? Like the, yeah. the the more like shit you feel like, the better you probably look. Yes, because yes. that's what yeah. I'm. Because that's you, what I'm telling you, myself. You feel like shit. You're gonna look amazing. You feel skinny. You look amazing. Well, that's what I started. If you feel good, you're in trouble. Yeah, because you you're, shouldn't. You're, you're in like, trouble. You're definitely over. Yeah, you're in trouble. 
Well, that's what I'm trying to tell myself about the next few weeks is like I should be feeling hungry and not very good. I should, you know what I'm saying? Like, and I should be thinking of that as a positive thing. Yep. That's what I'm telling myself for the next few weeks. Yeah. Like, it's a, it's the most satisfying feeling when you get on the stage. So once you get, well, it's also kind of fun when you start getting shredded and shit, dude. Like, yeah. Looking like, and, and it makes that food taste much better. It's like, okay. That's all I get. Bring on, bring on the chicken, bring on, bring on the fish, whatever it is. Whatever it is. And then you're like, Oh damn! Okay, let's keep bringing that chicken, man, or that that fish. It was like looks good. I was like, not too many carbs because I might lose my I might lose my abs. Yeah, you don't want to lose the abs, bro. <laughs> so, All right, Mark. Well, thank you again for being here, man. That yeah, yeah. A, that was a it's fun. A, episode. It's always a pleasure, and uh, you know we'll. Yeah, because you're a busy day. dude, man. You're taking all this time out of your day to come here. This is awesome. Yeah, so. I got a client after this. Are you uh, serious? So it's cool. So um, and then uh, I got a. 5:30 a.m. with a Safeway general manager. Of course you do. Uh, so, yeah. that's an entrepreneur right there, guys. Yeah, uh, uh, I appreciate that hard work, Mark. I'm looking up to you for that. That's uh. You too. You got your journey. So, um, I wish you the best as yours too. I, I'm, I'm, you know, it's, you know, I'm, I'm, we're gonna see it through anyways, right? So we're gonna see you go through that. So yes, sir. It's always a lot of fun. But after the show, and maybe even block this, uh, block this. We'll take a bunch of videos and maybe put it into one big compilation we should make so. a video yeah we'll make a youtube video yeah or something, dude, but. we gotta figure out how to do that so okay guys uh thank everybody for listening and we will see you next time peace, peace. out <laughs>